Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Was that supposed to be funny? Get these clowns out of here. Why would they do that? You were having a freaking game. Dude. It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, it is a beautiful day outside and a beautiful day here in the Pirate Radio studios to talk sports with you. Clip Brock here, Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, online, pr927fm.com. And be a part of the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. You can watch us there and chime in on what you'd like to discuss on this bi-week Wednesday. We will have some Mike Houston audio for you uh, coming up later on Pirate Radio social medias. Uh, We'll have the video as well of his press conference. The only time Mike Houston will be speaking to the media this week. And then, of course, they'll be back at it with the press conference next week i guess on monday since we'll have a friday game we'll go back to the monday and then coordinators tuesday next week with a shortened week Uh, but the pirates will have plenty of time to prepare for the cincinnati bearcats cincinnati taking on navy this week ahead of east carolina so we'll have some mike houston for you later today and audio on this show on thursday uh but what would you like to discuss let us know facebook youtube make sure you are liking and subscribing as well we have a lot of guests to get to on today's program coming up in just a few minutes we'll talk to ryan meadows head coach pitt county post 39 and the down east hitting clinic going on uh soon and some big names going to be a part of that if your uh child or your uh, baseball player wants some instruction from some greats uh, we'll tell you all the details you need to know about that it is coming up soon and ryan meadows will have the details for you and all the big names that'll be a part of that when he joins us here in uh, a little bit also coming up on today's program we'll talk we got a little bit of everything today we got some baseball we got hockey at four o'clock wade mentor the pa announcer for the carolina hurricanes canes off to a good start to their 2022-23 campaign so we'll talk to wade mentor about what's going on with the hurricanes and around the nhl uh, so that's coming up at 4 o'clock. At 4.30, Patrick Mason, back from Provo, Utah, will join us on the show. We'll talk about his trip and his thoughts on the Pirates as they head into their final three games of the regular season. And there will be a bowl game on top of that as well. Stephen Igo, hoist the colors. We'll have our annual trip down the ECU basketball schedule and pick every single game. Why do we do it? Because it's fun. And we'll do that, and we'll tell you what ECU's basketball record will be in the 22-23 season, with the season now less than a week away uh, as Mercer will come to town to face your Pirates coming up next Tuesday night. Um, More on that in a moment. And the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau from Barstool Sports, will join us. We'll talk a little Wednesday night action. We'll get his thoughts on the 6-3 and Pirates and where they sit right now. And uh, look at some games coming up this weekend. Great slate of college football games. If there's a a weekend to have off to just chill and watch games, this is the one. And uh, we'll talk about some of those games then. We'll uh, pick some games with Igo. And we have to do our top 10 and top 25 upsets 
here uh to kick off today's show so we will do that sans cj schaefer but he did um send in his picks so i have his picks i met cj's mother today very nice uh young lady and says she watches the show every day and i told her well now you don't have to watch it anymore since cj's gone and she said she could still watch it so hopefully she'll still be a fan speaking of moms my mom made me a chicken casserole for my birthday i brought some into work today and chandler was eating it like it was his last meal and really enjoying it and i sent a video to my mom chandler i haven't told you this and she said oh thanks but why in the world is he putting hot sauce on my casserole she was very offended i guess by that it's kind of like when you're uh like when uh you ask if you had any a1 and you're like your dad gets offended you know i don't i, don't, I like a1 so if people want to add sauces to my foods i don't really get that offended because i'm not a good cook but some chefs out there i guess my folks uh, are a little offended if you add to what they think is already flavorful enough your thoughts well and i will say this and a lot of people will probably get more offended when you taste it and then you add it i did not taste it before i just i'm i'm literally so obsessed with hot sauce it's not even funny obsessed i am obsessed with hot sauce especially texas pete which we have in the back which we have in the refrigerator and i was like this is chicken casserole hot sauce and chicken go together just like they go hand in hand i was like i'm, I'm gonna slap some hot sauce on this and it paid off it, it was great maybe it's something i it might awesome. do in the future i just won't tell her about it but i did have some pieces there in some bites where i didn't have hot sauce on it and guess what it was great it was awesome all right but i'm sorry and man i hate when I'm, i hate when pam brock's mad at me and apparently she's mad at me it's not a good place to be it's a real you feel like you let her down you know i'm sorry uh, it was delicious though all right well good. that's good to hear uh moving along boy yeah how about a birthday gift for me this year every year when i blow out the candles uh my wife made me a nice uh cookie cake to eat this year which uh is my one of my favorite types of cakes um and every year when i'm blowing out the candles and making a birthday wish i wish for a happy and healthy family as you should that's uh my number one wish Number two, a new owner in Washington. And we could be on our way to that happening. We could be on our way. What a uh, what a alert I got on my phone from ESPN today. Alert, alert, Snyder alert, Snyder alert. Where it said that Bank of America is coming into town. Dan Snyder hires Bank of America to sell Washington commanders. America's bank bank of america <laughs> is coming to town to help dan snyder sell this team which is what so many fans of washington have wanted to be done for years now and it looks like that there is some sort of light at the end of the tunnel they're exploring the sale of their franchise now some have speculated this could be like a minority share type of thing either way it's the door opening it's the door is cracked it's creaking and it feels real and it is a celebratory day for all washington fans out there now i mean the celebration that i've been seeing on social media so far just by the announcement of there is bank of america coming in they're looking to sell the team i i mean they're going to be dancing in the streets in maryland and i should when, when the day comes that this team has been been sold and i'm not i'm not a moron i realize that this means 
nothing as far as the future success of washington but it's like a relationship if you are in a bad you know a word that people like to use a lot now chandler toxic oh yeah toxic relationship if you're in a toxic relationship there's no guarantee your next relationship is going to be good right but if you get out of that toxic relationship there is a guarantee you won't have to worry about that anymore and that's how i feel about this there's there's no guarantee this new billionaire whoever it is comes in and is going to make this a great franchise they might suck they might still suck but i know this it won't be dan snyder sucking we have seen what dan snyder as the owner of washington uh, what the results are we have a big enough sample size to see the dysfunction the whatever the lawsuits all that mess we've seen enough of that this new guy gal whatever alien be cool if an alien bought the team whoever comes in and purchases the team doesn't guarantee success doesn't guarantee anything other than it's not dan snyder there screwing it up with the dark cloud and all of the just calamity that has taken place since he has been the owner the other day redbeard so like i guess um joe gibbs grandson ty gibbs who's a, a racer was asked about being booed and uh he he said jesus was hated never good when you compare yourself to jesus christ i just wouldn't do that if i were you but he did yeah stay away from that and i joked that you know in his defense his grandfather is god joe gibbs and redbeard said even his second stint with the team you know does that tarnish a legacy well no because under dan snyder if you take the team to the playoffs two times in four seasons and you have their last playoff win which is what joe gibbs has back in 2005 then yeah he's still a god he's still a success it's a miracle to take this team to the playoffs twice that is how bad it's been since Snyder took over the team in the late 90s. Mm. So 05 was y'all's last playoff win. And I guess now that I think about it, I was thinking that RG3's rookie year that y'all had went and made a run. Up about- 14 to nothing on Seattle, cruising in the playoffs. He gets hurt. Everything goes to crap. We lose that game. We lost the playoff game to the Packers with Cousins. We lost to the Bucks with Heineke. We lost in 07 with uh jason campbell got hurt and it was um is it todd no yeah todd collins todd collins was Mm. the quarterback a name i've never heard went to seattle had a lead in that game and uh ended up losing to seattle on wild card weekend uh last playoff win came in tampa with mark brunel i think throwing for under 100 yards in that game and washington was able to win uh sean taylor had a touchdown um last home playoff win came technically it was the 99 season i guess it would have been january of 2000 um they beat the uh detroit lions that was the last home playoff win we're going on over 20 years i was one years old in 1999 since they won a home playoff game which i mean that's the legacy of snyder how many coaches turner Schottenheimer, Spurrier, Gibbs 2.0, Jim Zorn. <sighs> Did we go Gruden? No, Shanahan 2.0, old Riverboat. Shanahan. 
gruden riverboat all the crappy quarterbacks everything man it's just been it's been awful but could be coming to an end there's a light at the end of the tunnel and you guys see it let's see let's see jeff let's see let's see you ready for some jeff charles michael perry action coming up i am baby and listen and li- listen jeff some size seymour on espn plus are you kidding me and, and buddy let me tell you something buddy we got to get some side back on the show next week. We've got to. To talk some Pirate basketball dude. is back next Tuesday. Try to get him, Coach Perry, on. We're going to be talking some. Uh, oh, Willie Smith's ready. Willie Smith in the chat texted me earlier. He's ready to go in and uh, maybe purchase the team. I told Willie I got to get a lottery ticket. And if my numbers hit, we will be taking over Washington. I was so excited. I, I told my wife uh, before I left work today, I told her about the news. She could tell the excitement on my face, and she said, "If we win the lottery, we can." Uh, she said, "I said we'll change the team name." She, she said, "Can we change the colors?" And I said, "I don't know. That would probably get people upset at us immediately, more upset than they'd be at Snyder." So I think we got to keep the same colors, but we can change the name once we own the team. All right. What would you name it? Uh, Washington Hogs, Washington. Red Hogs, Hogs, Washington. Oh, no. I would go Bob Johnson style. Washington Clippers. Oh. Aren't there ships in the uh, port there in D.C.? Yeah. Well, there is a boat called a Clipper. Exactly. There's a type of boat that, that's called a Clipper. How conceited would that be? That would be very... The Clippers! Bob Johnson. Was that his name that took over the, that owned the Bobcats? And yeah, Clippers, hail to the Clippers. Kind of makes sense. HTTC. Have a cool logo. Hail to the Clippers. Mm, something to what would the Would the logo be like that old sports bar logo? Remember uh, the old my face? Your, your face? No, nah, I wouldn't put my face on a helmet. No, it'd be like Midfield. a cur- it like would a- be a cursive C like what he's got on his hat. Yeah. How honored would you be for like an opposing team to come out there and like just rough up the midfield logo? And I would Or like celebrate it like TO. I'd have to go I'd go in the locker room and say, You see what they did to our field, to my field? We're not gonna take that. We're not gonna take that. Big one for the Commanders this week. Kirk Cousins back in town. Vikings are rolling. Commanders have won three in a row. You like that? You like that? Big game in beautiful FedEx Field. Can't wait till that place is demolished. Chase Young back at practice today. Oh, my God. They're reeling me back in. Let's get to pumping. They're reeling me back in. Let's go, baby. That Terry McLaurin video from the other day where he's yelling on the sideline. Charles Leno's getting into it, Oh, my God, man. I want me some glory hole. You showed me that the other day with so much excitement. I felt happy for you, Cliff. I really did. I felt happy for you. Because I don't like seeing you down, especially in a sports world situation yeah. with your team. Oh, yeah. You don't care about my life, but sports time. Sports in, in the sports world, <laughs> from a sports perspective, from a sports standpoint, I want to see you succeed. I want to see you be happy. And by God, right now, Clip Brock is as happy as a clam. I mean, something terrible is about to happen. But for right now, I'm happy. All right. We got to get to our uh, our picks our top 10 and top 25 picks 
Paul says, take off that silly commando hat clip. Hey, Paul, how about you come take it off me? Doors unlocked, Paul. Come on in. Can you be quiet, please? No. Thank you. Oh, you're talking to Paul? Yes. Yeah, Paul, you be quiet, please, and thank you. You take this hat off. If you can get it off. If you can get it off. If you can get this hat off my head. It's a contest. First person to get this hat off my head wins today's booty bag prize. Stop disrespecting me, bro. Paul, you're like, up don't first. Do Crap, I made a mistake. Why would they do that? Why would they do that? All right, top 10, top 25 picks. CJ Schaefer, RIP. God rest his soul. No longer with us. 12 and 6 on the year. In first place. I'm 11 and 7. Chandler, you are t- 10 and 8 after going 1 and 1 last week, right? Mm-hmm. You had the upset in Happy Valley. Yes, I did. That was looking good. It looked great. It looked great. Just it, like it did a couple of weeks ago when I chose Syracuse. People laughed at me. I chose Syracuse. <laughs> Sy- Syracuse goes on the road. They look good until they didn't. Until they didn't look good. And it's the same thing last week. I wanted Penn State to win it at home. Oh, uh, that's funny. Uh, Penn State winning against Ohio State. Maybe, you know, it looked good there until it didn't. So, I mean, look, like I said last week, I don't care. There's no wager. But when you put the when you put these picks out on the table, like I have in the past few weeks, it is awesome watching those games and feeling that <laughs> type of excitement. Uh, Ryan Meadows is here. Maybe to take this hat off my head. Uh-oh. Because he could probably do it. He's a tough guy. Uh, I'll talk to Ryan Meadows here in a few minutes. Um, CJ has sent his picks in. He says... We got to have a new name for these two. They're not upset picks because his picks are I will take Alabama over LSU as a top 10 upset. That's not an upset, CJ. He says Wake Forest over NC State, top 25 upset. That also not an upset, but technically those are the teams he's going to pick to lose this week. So he's got LSU and NC State. Chandler, who do you got? I'm going with an upset. I'm going with an upset in my top 25. Okay. Look ahead alert. Look at look ahead alert. Look ahead alert. Carolina goes on the road at Virginia. Ooh. I know. Virginia's not good. That is smells. I know. That is stinky. I know. Very stinky. I know. We're laughing at you again. I know. Laugh at me all you want to. <laughs> that is because the... I'm taking the boys out and I'm putting them on the table again mm. because Carolina goes on the road. They have to go on the road again next week. And guess who that is against? It is against the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest. Yeah. Can they overlook uh, Virginia this week? I think they possibly can. Don't they call this like the South's oldest rivalry, I believe? I, I don't know. I, I, what they're going to call it this week is the upset of the week. Mm, got it. That's what they're going to call it this week. They're going to call it the upset of the week. It's going to be Virginia over Carolina. Give it to me now. I mean, I, and people probably think I'm crazy. I'm going to go to the store later on, maybe. I'm going to go to trivia later on. I'm going to go to some bars, maybe, you know, later this week. And people are going to laugh in my face. Yeah. But I don't care. Laugh all you want. I'm taking Virginia. I'm taking the Cavaliers. I'm taking the fighting Eric Wards mm. over the Tar Heels, mm. over the fighting Jody Jones. <laughs> well done. Mixing in some former ECU personnel in there. All right. My top 25 upset as I scour the board. There is a major look-ahead alert happening in Tulsa, Oklahoma this weekend. I don't know if I'm ready to pull the trigger on that. I am ready to pull the trigger on this. And this is not an upset. This is a home team favored against a ranked team. 
Washington over Oregon State. Mm-hmm. Give me Washington. They're like four and a half point favorites, right? Yeah, that, that's a lame pick, Woo. but that is going to be my pick. I'm taking Oregon State to lose. And I'll up the ante for my top 10 pick. I don't know how much I believe in this yet. I don't know. I, I guess I got to believe. I'm going to go ahead and believe. What's the uh, coach at Notre Dame? Uh, Marcus Freeman. Rough start to his tenure, would you say? I would say so, especially the hype that was surrounding him when he got the job. I have a Notre Dame friend who is a diehard Irish fan, and uh, and I've also seen on social media how much they love this guy. They love the hire. But, I mean, Notre Dame's a place where you have to win, and that's not what Marcus Freeman's doing. They have had some bad losses this year, including home to California. Marshall. Uh, including home to – or, excuse me, Marshall. They beat California. Home to Marshall – home to stanford ugly but you know what else they've had they've had some good wins this year uh one of those came at north carolina they beat byu when byu was 16th in the country they won at syracuse when they were 16th in the country they played well against ohio state you know what they like they like playing ranked teams chandler and this week they're going to what do they say awake the echoes whatever that mythical crap they do in south bend this is going to be one of those games one of those nights clemson's inconsistent offense is going to rear its ugly head notre dame playing their best football that they've played this year and they are going to keep that rolling a night game in south bend something magical still about it and Marcus Freeman is starting to get fans back on his side. I like this. And this will cement it when they knock off the Clemson Tigers yes. coming up on Saturday night. I love that pick. Thank I you, I love sir. that pick. Thank you. I love that pick. I love picking against Clemson. I did it earlier this year. It didn't <laughs> help. It didn't. It did not succeed. Yeah, but it might I not love, work out. I love picking against Clemson because, man, talk about an overrated football team. Ooh. I'm sorry. Wow. I mean, when I say overrated, I mean they're, they're – they're a top 10 team top 15 top five give me a break anyway top who's your top 10 pick i made this decision earlier not knowing who was at home and this is stupid of me but i'm going to stick with it <laughs> i'm going to stick with the pick because you know why because i love to sing the song dun 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 Rocky Top, you'll always be home sweet home to me. Good old Rocky Top. Rocky Top, Tennessee. I'm telling you, Tennessee at Georgia. They've passed Eight that, point favorites they, is Georgia. They've passed every test so far. And to me, I think they earn that number one spot in the first college football playoff rankings that have come out. Tennessee goes on the road. They're going to show that that number one spot is theirs for the taking. Georgia fans, eight-point favorites, they're going to be upset on Saturday. It's the game of the week, and Tennessee, people go, oh, they got their big win against Alabama. They're on the road against Georgia. There's no way they could beat Georgia and Alabama. Huh? Guess what? There is a way. When there is a will, there is a way, and there is a will, so there is a way. Tennessee over Georgia on the road. Tennessee's going to give me two wins in the upset picks for this uh, for this year. Go Vols, go Rocky Top. 
another Tennessee. Wednesday, another day where the boys are on the table for Chandler Honeycutt. Loves those Vols. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. Ryan Meadows will join us. We'll talk some area baseball. Down East, Hitting Camp is back for another year and uh, some big names involved in that. Some great instruction. We'll tell you all about it. Give you the details when we return on Pirate Radio Live as we roll on here on a Wednesday. Back with you after this. to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hemp Garden is your premium CBD retailer in eastern North Carolina. If you find yourself having anxiety or in need of extra sleep support, Hemp Garden has a variety of Delta and uh, Delta 8 and Delta 9 products that can assist with those issues. If you're unable to stop by the store, don't worry. Give them a call today at 413-6100 for a consultation and they'll ship right to your door. Hemp Garden, located at 3040 South Evans Street in the Target Shopping Center in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, new segment idea. A couple of 40-somethings talking technology. This will be a good show with Clip Rock and ryan meadows who joins us here in the studio today and uh ryan always good to have you in this time of year that means it's time for uh some baseball camp action going on how you doing man i'm doing really good man thanks for having me before we get going uh world series you're a fellow braves fan so man tough to find a rooting interest in this one i can't root for philly but i'll tell you what i do like and that is great atmospheres great crowds and I said it going into the game yesterday. It was going to be a zoo last night. It absolutely was. And Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber and all the players uh, helped that zoo uh, become a madhouse. But uh, Philly's reminding me of our team last year, right? Just red hot, awesome at home, and uh, have a 2-1 series lead. That's what it is, man. You just got to get it in and, you know, get in the tournament, they say, and uh, the hottest team wins. That was, that was fun to watch last night. Like you said, the atmosphere was just unbelievable and I'm not rooting for Philly, not that big an Astro guy. This time of year, I pull for whoever won last night because I love Game 7s <laughs> yeah. in, in any professional sport, basketball, baseball, whatever. Just seeing the highest athlete, you know, class-wise in the world competing for a winner-take-all series and trophy, man, it's, it doesn't get better than that. No doubt. And uh, I will say Philly has some likable players. Bryce Harper has become more likable over yeah. the years. Uh uh, but years ago, I said, you know, how could anybody for any team, whoever they root for, dislike Freddie Freeman? I just feel right. like he's one of those guys. And I think Kyle Schwarber might be in that camp. Yeah. He's, he, he's tough to dislike, you know. So he is. I'll give some credit to Philly when I can. But uh, like you said, just amazing atmosphere. They'll uh, go back at it again tonight for game four. And yep, can't wait. Philly's looking to, to take a, a bit of a stranglehold on this thing. They so. are. Uh, looking forward to that tonight. All right, coming up next weekend, 
uh the down east hitting camp is back and uh how many years you've been doing this now right? so this is going to be the fourth year the fourth annual so we've uh this will be our uh, i guess seventh overall camp we've had three successful hitting camps and uh three successful pitching and catching camps so um you know we're excited to to have a lot of our our staff back that that wants to you know continue to try to give back to the community and the area and and some exciting new names bringing in and you know it's it's really getting um fun for me to see all the kids return you know i think uh the the second graders three years ago i guess uh four years ago i think are in fifth grade now uh, fourth or fifth grade and to see those names keep repeating means we're doing something right they're getting something out of it or their parents are just uh thinking of a pretty economical way to get them out of the house for a weekend we'll, either we'll way take, we'll take either way so uh, now that's cool it's, man. it's fun it, it reminds me of uh of what i really enjoy about this part of the job uh, getting to know the athletes uh, at east carolina and you see them as freshmen and yeah they are kids running around don't know what they're doing and then you talk to whole nailers miles berry xavier smith uh we talk to them every monday and they've grown into like you've just seen them mature but also get better on the field yeah no uh, doubt that's got to be cool for you to see with these kids you remember them three years ago and and see them now yeah it's crazy man like uh I, i i played or competed against uh several kids in legion this last summer that started going to our camps in middle school um just see the transformation that they've made that to you know from where they were and uh to where they were last summer um you know we're not going to take too much credit for that but the credit really goes to the parents for making the investment um you know to uh to, to push themselves and and invest in camps like this invest in opportunities and uh it's obviously paid off for a lot of them so it's it's, a, it's gonna be a great weekend so uh you'll have some returners there that know what's going on how about for uh newcomers ryan give us kind of the the basics on what to expect uh, at this camp next weekend uh so uh, the camp is uh, november 12th and 13th uh it's grades uh 2 through 12 uh, we've got uh, an array of coaches from uh, all the way from Division One coaches to junior college coaches, high school. We've got some little league coaches out there. Um, really have the whole uh, you know the whole dynamic of, of levels of coaching covered. Um, it's a hitting camp. Uh, it's all day Saturday. It'll be uh, 9:30 to 5 on Saturday. Sunday is a half a day, 11 to 3. Um, you know, we take a lot of pride in, in being one of the really only in the area, at least on field instructional camps and clinics and uh, take a lot of pride in the instruction, a lot of pride, not just in the massive amount of reps they're going to get, but the quality of reps and the feedback they're going to get on every station they go through. Um, you know, I can't say enough about, you know, w- what our staff has done the last three years and, and counting. So um, they're what makes it not not to mention, like I said, the people that want to come back and do it over and over again um you know it should be a great weekend so we uh we're looking forward to it yeah and it's not just kind of roll the ball out and and let the kids run around with all of these great staff members you have it's a lot of individualized work right they are looking at what your child is doing instructing them on on how to do it a lot of individual work yeah absolutely and uh when we first started out we had kind of eight really big groups and and the groups were a little bit bigger and and covid taught us a lot you know the year that that we were going through covid and we had you know by law or rule to really make the group sizes smaller and shrink them down and we put more staff with the groups and uh really hired you know just a, a lot more coaches um i i really like that from a from a skill development standpoint so that's kind of we've we've gone through so we've got eight big groups and eight small field groups um you know this 
it's anywhere from like seven to ten kids a group and i think we've got two or three four coaches on every station so every station they're going to roll through is almost like an individual practice um we, we really really want to have a, a great coach to to player ratio and camper ratio and i think we've achieved that it's great to see the legendary names uh involved in this camp year after year with uh james rabbit fulgham of course and howard mccullough johnny Naren, tommy easton those guys and uh and the list goes on and on but what i like too ryan is incorporating uh some new faces to this thing and uh, i think jake washer has been there before former yeah. pirate catcher but to see names like uh bryson world pop Absolutely. up on the list uh spencer brickhouse who i know has helped yeah. you out in the past but these former pirates who are uh going to give their time and their instruction to these kids these are yeah. guys that uh these kids are they're probably heroes they watch Absolutely. the play out there and we've even got some uh you know a, a large contingency of of current college players um you know, Tommy Easton can't be there this year, but he's certainly one of our advisors, and, and he started this camp, you know, so long ago and, and picked it up whenever Coach Fulgham and Coach McCullough kind of passed it down to him. And, you know, he's definitely one of one of my advisors, and, and he's given me, um, you know, his staff that weekend, and not to mention, you know, seven or eight of his players, along with uh, players from North Community College and, and a current Pirate uh, local, um, Dixon Williams, is going to be there. Nice. So. Um, obviously an outstanding high school player from D.H. Conley. And, uh, you know, all it took was one question in Dixon, and, and really all the guys were all in. They, they look forward to it. And, you know, baseball guys, we've got to get our fix in, and we don't have a lot of fixes this time of year. So for us to get together on a very selfish level um, and a bunch of coaches and, and players hang out and enjoy the game and teach the game and talk the game, um, you know, it's a weekend in heaven for us. We'd really enjoy it. All right, you can register downeastbaseball.org. Uh, I guess if they have questions, downeastcamps at gmail.com. Yes, sir, that's yeah. the email. Okay, that's the email address. Mm-hmm. And uh, $125, what uh, all does that include? Yeah, so uh, obviously includes uh, all weekend instruction, um, and they're going to get fed lunch on Saturday. Uh, if they register before October 20, uh, 20th, they'll also get a camp T-shirt. If we have any left, we'll we'll certainly pass those out to uh, to the the newcomers that you know got a little bit of late head start on um, on registering. But Cliff, it's very important to note: there's only a week left to register. Um, our registration uh, ends a week from today on November 9th at midnight. Um, by the next morning, it's going to be closed down, and we're going to start. You know, uh, finalizing the groups and, and getting the information out to the, the people that need to have all that good stuff, and we're going to get ready to roll. So you've got one week left. If you hadn't signed up, please do so, and uh, we'll include you. I ask you this type of question every year, Ryan, and and I'll word it this way this year. You played a lot of baseball. Uh, you went to a lot of camps, I'm sure. So how has it changed? What were you doing at camps in the 90s? Uh, that that are still being done and will be done next weekend to this day, and maybe what's different, like what has changed over the years. I mean, I think obviously the the analytics is different and the the language might be different, but you know, one thing we've really tried to do in this camp is take the same model, the same uh, I guess work ethic and kind of just old school grind and uh, and pass it along to. To these players look some of these coaches up here um you know i guess what 30 years ago were at the camps when i was going to a snow hill right which yeah. is crazy um but uh you know they're they're kind of the first people <clears throat> i reached out to because we want that old school feel um you know so many camps these days are at you know no knock on indoor facilities no knock on showcase camps no no knock on id camps but 
that's kind of what it's become and um you know we wanted to provide you know something where you know we're able to get on a baseball field and and we're able to uh do something besides grade somebody we want to truly help them be better sunday when they leave than they are saturday when they arrive and i think we achieved that some of the the words and phrases like when i was playing baseball i, I don't remember ever remember hearing about a launch angle right things like that right right you were probably like halfway through your coaching career yeah. when you first heard some of these terms right yeah so. you know we've always talked about it it's just kind of labeled a different way i think um i think a lot of it is people that uh maybe not have the baseball experience or the baseball background have found a way for them to get in the game by <laughs> by creating these terms and these analytical stuff and uh scientists have found their way to creep in the game yeah. and be a part of it which is great because all that stuff is really valuable but all they're doing is labeling stuff that baseball coaches have known since the beginning of time um you know we we, we know that a, a ball comes off your bat harder than you then you've got better exit velocity we don't need somebody to, to tell us a term like that you know so i blame this sports science guy on uh, espn back in the day yeah Remember that guy popped yeah, over like, what is I, he I do. doing on sports center and now they're like common phrases we, sure, we hear sure and you know what big time athletes pay a lot of money on the side for stuff and, and yeah. it's uh you know it's a crazy world but it's the world we live in and uh you know it's i think the key is, is to keep it all perspective and you know, regardless of what you're going to do, get the basic fundamentals first, and then you can kind of take it, you know, as, as advanced as you want to take it these days. Ryan Meadows joining us. Uh, you can get all the details down eastbaseball.org, but it's going on next week. And Ryan said, important date uh, a week from now. Next Wednesday is the deadline to register. So go ahead and do it now. Uh, get your child involved. And uh, it's going to be another great camp. Ryan, as far as you uh, personally go, uh, stepped away from coaching at North Pitt, still handling the uh, the post-39 duties? Yeah, man, I've got the best of a lot of worlds right now. I'll be honest. I'm still, um, still as far as I know, coaching post-39 this summer. Um, yeah, I haven't made any plans otherwise. Um, you know, we're starting to kind of look at things. In that perspective, um, I'm still at North Pitt teaching, teaching you know, in the weight room, and uh, I've kind of transitioned to taking over uh, the facilities there, the football field, baseball field, and softball field. So, you know, that's a year-round job that uh, was was desperately needed at our school to get our facilities back to where where we want them, and I think it's well on its way. So, other than that, spending a lot of time with uh, with my own kids and you know doing a little bit of coaching here and there on the side. You know, I got a chance to coach my daughter's 12U softball team, which was a first. Um, you know, so I coached my son's uh, travel ball team, which was not a first, but I got to spend a little more time with his friends. Um, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to, to go out to LCC, Lenore, and, and help Coach Smith out there. So a little bit of the college level here and there when I get a chance to help him out. So, awesome. um, you know, it's, it's, it's been great, and, and I'm sure come springtime, uh, you know, if, if I'm needed and if I'm uh, – you know sought after and invited i'll be glad to help north pit baseball do anything they can and so you know how different is uh, it coaching a big time north pit conference baseball game and coaching a softball game with uh i mean it's two different (laughs) sports almost the way it's played but you know what man kids are kids you know you uh you be honest with them you be honest with the parents and and get them out there for the right reasons and uh, you know it might be kind of cliche but i've <clears> never really paid attention to the other side of the fence anyway i don't care if we're in the state championship or 
at Sarah Law playing 12U fall softball that a scoreboard on. The game is the game, and we get kind of locked in on that, and, and we're there for the kids, so it, it really doesn't change a lot. I hear uh, Cliff Gow and a lot of these coaches talk about dugout energy and, and, and you know supporting your teammates, and I don't know, sometimes that might lack in baseball. Every softball game I've ever witnessed, that's never lagged in softball. Yeah, it's crazy. A lot of energy. A lot, lot of energy. <laughs> a lot, lot of energy in that and a lot of energy in youth travel baseball. So I've never been a big uh, a big cheerleader guy. I, I honestly think in baseball sometimes the slowest heartbeat wins. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's great to pull for your teammates and have that high energy, but you know, sometimes those teams crash pretty fast, too. So, as um, long as you can get up there the slow heartbeat when it's your turn to do your job, then you'll be fine. I like that. Ryan Meadows joining us. Got the Down East Hitting Camp 2022 edition coming up next weekend. And any other details uh, folks need to know, Ryan? I know. Just uh, hurry up and sign up. We do have a cap on the camp. We're, we're several away from that now. There's a chance it may hit it. Um, you know, so don't wait. Go ahead and sign up and, and give me a call or give me an, an email. Uh, if you have any questions, we'll be glad to help you out. Ryan, thanks for joining us, man. How's your uh, fantasy football team doing? Uh, we're probably the definition of average. Say your son so, uh, took over, or is it, no? Uh, he has his own. He's okay. he, he he won it last year, and he's not doing well this year. He's not handling failure very well. Right we got we got <laughs> life lessons. Man. It might be the worst thing that I mean the best thing has happened to him. He's failing it. At something and having a little adversity, so we uh, we like those parental moments. Come back stronger. That's, That's right. All you can do. That's right. Thanks for joining us, Ryan. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. All right, there is Ryan Meadows joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a timeout. Come back. Wrap up hour number one. Hour two. We'll talk some hockey with Wade Mentor, PA announcer for the Carolina Hurricanes. He'll join us to talk about. The hot start for the Hurricanes. Also, Patrick Mason, Daily Reflector, will recap his trip to Provo and talk about East Carolina the remainder of the way. Three games left to go. Pirates looking good, Ryan. Looking good. Looking good. And uh, we'll see if they can continue that. We'll talk about it later on in the show with Patrick Mason and Stephen Igo. More to go on Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Drive a little and save a lot. <laughs> At Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. They have a great selection of new and pre-owned vehicles, plus offer service to all makes and models in a state-of-the-art facility. Drive a little and save a lot with a short uh, trip to Washington on uh, Highway 264 in Washington. And you can go online as well as at WashingtonChryslerDodgeJeepRam.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. You need an extra space to stretch out? You can come in here. I mean, it's fine. Hey, man. man. Hey, I appreciate you letting me uh, charge my laptop. No problem. Thanks, buddy. You're the best. Yep, you got oh, it. Oh, geez. Anytime. Whatever you need, we got you covered here. All right. Uh, revisiting. <laughs> yeah, kick back and relax, man. It's a Wednesday. <laughs> All right. Uh, revisiting our first segment. Thanks to Ryan Meadows for joining us. Uh, Down East Hitting Camp. Uh, 2022 and you can uh, get your child involved and uh, man some great names involved in that thing um 
we made our top 10 and top 25 uh picks who's gonna lose this week chandler going back to rocky top game of the week this week tennessee at georgia he has taken the volunteers to knock off the bulldogs josh on facebook live says no effing way tennessee beats the dogs <laughs> oh man go dogs he's one of those doubters he's one of those people that laugh at me in uh, in public he's a doubter he's a laugher he's a hater yep although i tend to agree with him adam says chan man the sports guy i thought you were way off picking tennessee over bama a few weeks ago but you were right and i'm with you on tennessee over dim dogs rocky top rocky top you'll always be so you know sweet home to me you know what you uh have done you you've converted some folks yes i have you have made people believers i fed them some ice cream after that uh tennessee over alabama pick where your sports guy status was on the line yes and i i mean i was very proud of you i take risks i take risks and i've calculated risks, and that that is all i've done for the past at least three weeks you know i I, people thought i was crazy people thought i was crazy they they really said this guy is going for tennessee to beat alabama (laughs) who's laughing now but now you know and and that game it could have hurt me in the standings in the uh you know in just the way that i that i pick these games because that that game gave me a lot of confidence so I come in every Maybe week. Maybe too much. And I and I come come in every week, and I love to just say, "Hmm, that's probably not going to happen," but I think it could. I'm going to go. I could take the high road. I could take the easy road. I've said this before. I take the road less traveled. I take the road with the most thorns, with the most bob wire. The most what? The most. Uh, the most thorns, most and, and thorns. the most what? Not Bob Wire. Bob, uh, Bob, who's Bob Wire? I don't know. Is he a buddy of yours? Hey, Bob. Anyway, I wire. take the road. I, I Bob t- Wire. Things that make you go. Hmm. I think Bob Wire and Paul Mall hang out together. <laughs> but I take the road that's. The Have dirtiest. you met his wife, Barb Wire, by chance? <laughs> Barb Wire. That's his wife, Bob's wife. <laughs> the Wires. They're a great couple. I just have a country accent, okay? You have to bear with me. But I take the road. All right, enough. That's the God, finish your point. We've got... But it's fun. <laughs> it's fun to sit there and watch those games and know that I've got this team to win, and they're winning. But it's not fun when they don't. But it's fun when they do. Monica, uh, apparently not going to let up. Monica said, Clip, I hope you your birthday cake had all the icing on top. Again, like, okay, this is a reference, Chandler. We love a reference. I'm lost in this reference. I'm assuming it's a reference to me saying if ECU beats BYU, it's kind of like icing on the cake. Oh! Which is, again, I I stand by my point. Because I never said what Monica claims I said and what Pirate Radio. Pirate Radio tweeting out, here's uh, Monica getting on clip for saying this game didn't matter. I never said the game didn't matter! What are we just making up things that people say? That won't me. You said I said Bob Wire when I said Barb Wire. Surely, what, did he say Bob or Barb? Barb. No, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confident in that. No, 
He said Barb. He said Barb. I was like, wait, am I wrong? <laughs> well, I mean, he called me out yesterday. Just nobody heard it because I made a mistake in a live read. I was trying to say. <laughs> Can you, I say it? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> she tried to say Beauty Bar Medi Spa, but she That's said. That's not booty. Beauty. Uh, beauty Bar Medi Spa, but she said Beauty Bar Medi Spa. I heard it too. I almost said Shirley, her uh, Boston roots coming out <laughs> beauty bar beauty bar medi spa the yeah. beauty bar yeah <sighs> but yeah people seem to think that you don't care about ec football and that that game last week meant nothing come on monica i, I never I, said the game didn't matter i know what you were talking i said about. it didn't matter you want to play this old thing about every game matters the same like we're a player or something you don't truly believe that do you think every game matters the same? Like, for us. For us fans, no. Even for the players, does the Campbell game matter as much as UCF at home? If you want to be real, no. I, I'd love to be real. I don't want to play. Let's be play. a hundred. Let's keep it honey. <laughs> honey, honey, honey. Anyway. Uh, this Cincinnati game coming up, that doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. It don't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter well, Pirates are both eligible. It don't matter. It don't matter. Nothing matters anymore. Like Metallica said, nothing else matters. It matters, okay? It matters a lot. Everything matters. You matter. I matter. This uh, paper's made of matter. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. Does hockey matter? It does to some. It does to Wade Minter. It does to Wade Minter because he is the PA announcer of the Carolina Hurricanes. And those Hurricanes are 6-2-1 and one to start the season. We'll mix in a little hockey talk here on a bye week for ECU football when we return. Wade Minter joins us after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour brought to you by washington chrysler dodge jeep ram drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to washington chrysler dodge jeep ram on highway 264 in washington at washington chrysler dodge jeep ram.com now back to the show Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is A.J. McMurphy's. A.J. says daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. And there's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Rock. A.J.'s has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an A.J.'s day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. I do not have a hockey question cooked up for tonight at Sports Trivia. But I'll ask Chandler one right now. Chandler, who is the only Carolina Hurricane to grace the cover of an NHL video game? Oh, Stahl. Eric Stahl is correct. Well done. I just couldn't remember because there's Jordan and Eric, right? And another, if I'm not mistaken. And we'll find out the answer to that right now as Wade Mentor joins us on the Pit Electric Live Line. Who's the other Stahl brother, uh, Wade? 
That'd be Jared Stahl, who's coaching when Greenville at the ETHL right now. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, the Stahl brothers. Uh, Wade Mentor joining us. Wade, great to have you back on the show. And the Hurricanes off to a great start to this season, 6-2-1, and one, as they uh, knocked off the Capitals earlier this week. And, Wade, uh, I'm curious, when you're there in uh, what is a great atmosphere at PNC Arena, what uh, – what opponents bring the most energy from the Caniacs and from the opposing fans? What what team when I when I saw Washington, I think they might be up there, Wade, but you can tell us better than anybody. Like what opponents get that building uh, really rocking? Yeah, you know, Washington because of the geographic proximity does bring uh, their fans travel really well, so there's some uh, spirited back and forth. Uh, the Northeast teams draw really well because we got a lot of transplants who have uh, left the Rust Belt in the Northeast to come down to the beautiful Triangle area and make their home. So even though their kids are Caniacs, they'll be wearing Rangers or Devils or Sabres jerseys. And, you know, I think that there's a, still a little bit of animosity from Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay, who've won the last couple Stanley Cups um, before Colorado got theirs last year. And, you know, they, they've got, got some fans who kind of travel with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. So I think that's another one that you can see, see some spirited action. Wade Mentor joining us, Pit Electric Live Line. Hurricanes right now 13 points in the Metropolitan uh, behind the Devils and Rangers, but the Canes have played two less games than the Rangers, one less game than the Devils. They will take on those Lightning that Wade just talked about coming up Thursday on the road. But, uh, Wade, what has led to the good start for the Hurricanes this year? Who's uh, who's performing well on the ice? I think uh, you've seen Andre Svechnikov and Martin Natchez take steps forward. Uh, Natchez in particular has had – you know, a couple of disappointing years, I think he'd tell you that, that, you know, didn't quite go the way he wanted to, and he ended up taking a little bit of a smaller bridge contract uh, because he didn't have a great contract year. He's really brought it this year. He's driving play. He's he's somebody that's uh, really kind of taken that next step in their career, and as he does that, that's going to be good news for the Canes. Andre Svechnikov with, I believe, seven goals on the year, eight goals on the year, I just checked, uh, ten points. Really looking at like that power player that he's been for the past few years, but he's really putting the puck in the net now. So those two guys, I think, are causing surprises. You got the addition of Brent Burns on the blue line, replacing Tony D'Angelo, and then kind of replacing from a year prior to that Dougie Hamilton. Iron Man has played a ton of games in great shape. Uh, he scored his first couple goals with the Canes over the last uh, few games, and. Having that presence on the power play and having that presence on the blue line is making a big difference. Wade, uh, speaking of, of contracts you mentioned there, kind of a long-term look at, at this team right now. So the Canes were on that long uh, playoff drought and now uh, are making it every year and are one of the top teams in the East. And they're in this window where they have a real chance to to win a Stanley Cup. Where are we at on that window as far as future contracts go, uh, as far as uh, the, the young players that they locked up years ago? Where are the Canes right now in a long-term standing with the, the talent on the roster? They're certainly in their window. Um, you know, the, the salary cap's been really flat for the COVID years. <clears throat> only going up a million dollars or so every year, which has squeezed a lot of teams. And the Canes have been pretty lucky to have some team-friendly contracts, especially for players like uh, Tampa Teravainen, for Jacob Slavin, for Brett Pesci. 
Um, you know, those contracts will be starting to roll over in the next couple of years. And fortunately for, I think, the team and the league and the fans, the cap will be going up, uh, barring any other surprises. But you're really kind of in that sweet spot right now for the next two or three years where you've got team-friendly contracts, players are in the prime, you'll have some flexibility with the cap going up to make some moves if you need to, and then, you know, you got to start worry about, worrying about the window closing at that point. And Wade, uh, boy, fans love uh, stability, especially when you're winning and when they can turn over to another year and see those same names with Aho and Shvechnikov and, and players we've talked about. And the same can be said uh, in the goaltending department with uh, the Hurricanes, some familiar names with Anderson and Rodna, uh, Ranta in the net. So how's the uh, the goaltending been so far this year for Carolina with those guys? Goaltending's been good. You know, both guys are coming off injuries at the end of last year. Uh, Freddie Anderson having a Fairly serious knee injury that required surgery and kept him out for the playoffs. Auntie Ronte getting injured kind of near the end of the playoffs, battling through, but she ended up with uh, Peter Kachekov coming in from Chicago at the AHL and playing a few games in the playoffs because Ronta got hurt. So you got to have good goaltending to win in the league, or at the very least, uh, you know, solid goaltending. Both guys have looked good. Um, Freddie's had six starts, uh, Auntie Ronta's had three. Their numbers are, are solid. Uh, two six four goals against for Freddie, two two three for Auntie Ranta. Uh, both guys have picked up uh, wins in their starts. So, you know, I think that for them, the challenge is going to be staying healthy. They've they've had injury problems in their career. Both of them got nicked last year. If they can stay solid, I think the Canes are are really set in goal. Wade, when you look at the Metropolitan this year, small sample size, very early, but only one team under 500 right now, and that is the Columbus Blue Jackets. So just looking at the Metro when this thing plays out, who are the biggest uh, contenders, challengers uh, for the Hurricanes in the Metro? Well, you've got the Rangers who went to the conference final last year before bowing out to Tampa. They are looking uh, ever, ever bit as good as they did last year. Uh, the New Jersey Devils are surprising people. They're leading the Metro right now with 14.7 wins. And I think people expected them to be a couple more years away in their rebuild. Um, so they're a surprise early in the season. Uh, the Flyers, I think people were expecting to be pretty bad coming into the year. They've got a new coach in John Tortorella. It's usually good for a year or two of getting a lot out of his players before he kind of wears them down, breaks them, and ends up having to go somewhere else. But, yeah, the Metro division, top to bottom, is pretty stacked. Uh, there are really no bad teams, with the possible exception of Columbus. And, you know, you end up in a situation where you're watching the scoreboard every night and every Metro team's getting points, whether they're winning in regulation, they're going to overtime. Uh, so you got to take advantage of your points where you can because the other teams in the division will be piling them up left and right. Wade Mentor joining us on the Pitt Electric Live Line. It'll be uh, Canes and Lightning coming up on Thursday. When are the uh, the Canes back home when you can uh, be on the stick there, Wade? Uh, Canes are back in action on Friday, and then they've got a 5 p.m. start on Sunday, so a little kind of early evening hockey on Sunday. So fans uh, want to make the drive up and get back to Greenville at a reasonable hour. A Sunday's game might be a good choice for that. 
Canes will be uh, ESPN Plus slash Hulu on Friday if you're not at PNC Arena uh, when they take on the Sabres. And I remember talking to you uh, about this last year with you know ESPN uh, getting hockey back and you can find it on some other networks now. How about the, the visibility of hockey? Where, where are we at right now, you think, across the board, Wade, when it comes to, to eyeballs? How is TV doing as far as getting the game out there to people? Yeah, I think my personal opinion is that no sport has been better helped by the move to big, widescreen, high-definition TVs than hockey. Mm. You know, if you remember watching it 10, 15 years ago on a, on a tube TV or kind of an early LCD, very hard to follow the puck. It was all kind of a blur. Uh, that was one of the biggest complaints people had about watching hockey on TV. It's a great sport to watch live, but it's hard to follow on TV. Now people got 60 and 70 inch TVs. They're all widescreen. They're all 4K. You can see the puck. You can see all the players. It's becoming an easier sport to consume on TV. And I think that's benefiting the league because you are having more eyeballs on it. You are having more publicity. You know, going with the big dog in ESPN in terms of having them as your broadcast partner does raise that visibility. So I think the future is bright. Technology has helped. Uh, better media deals have helped and you know it's a, it's a fun and exciting product to watch wade were you a fan of the glowing puck on fox back in the day i was not <laughs> uh, not a huge fan uh, a little distracting for me yeah the times that i did watch it it was a bit of a novelty yeah i will say though that they've got uh, smart pucks out there now and they're able to do a lot of really interesting things with the data that's coming off of the players and the data that's coming off of the pucks Every team's got an analytics department right now. They're all using that wealth of data that's coming out of the technology that the NHL's partnered with to make better decisions about how to run their lineup. Uh, Eric Tulski and his group with the Canes are doing a bang-up job, uh, I think, you know, some of the top in the league, and using those analytics to make good hockey decisions. So even though you don't have the Comet Trail coming off the puck, there is a lot of data that the teams now have access to that they didn't up until even a couple years prior. Wade Mentor, you can find him at PNC Arena for Kane's home games on the mic as the PA announcer. Uh, he is a beer league goalie, which he can uh, he updates on his Twitter. And also, Wade, you still doing some comedy? What else you got going on uh, in your life these days? Oh, man, I'm staying busy. Uh, still building software with my day job at Dual Boot Partners. Uh, still building software with my side job at Suggestion Ox. I've had to put the, put the improv on the back burner for a little bit, just kind of running out of time, but... Uh, yeah, I'm, I am out and about. People will be able to find me. No doubt. And, uh, Wade, we enjoy having you here on Pirate Radio to talk some Canes hockey with us. We'll keep in touch, do it later on uh, down the road this season. But thanks for joining us today, and uh, we'll see you at PNC coming up this weekend. Sounds good. Let's go, Canes. All right, there is Wade Minter joining us on the Pitt Electric Live Line. Great start to the season for those Carolina Hurricanes. And uh, I think just two games tonight in the nhl but man there's plenty going on in the world of sports you got game four of the world series the phillies just hitting home run after home run after home run last night home running the astros to death in the uh game three victory last night so it's two to one philadelphia as they play tonight eight o'clock on fox the uh charlotte hornets in action against the bulls tonight hornets coming off a bad loss uh to the kings and what they've been doing is playing kind of win-loss, win-loss, win-loss basketball. So if they can continue that trend tonight, I'll be happy with a win. 
but uh i don't see it going that way no terry rogier no Lamelo ball kind of tough for the hornets right now chandler but you go out and you beat the warriors somehow yeah. on saturday you lose to a winless magic team on friday and yeah. then you lose to a king's team who <laughs> was at, at, at one win they had one win I, at one point they were it was the magic and the kings that were the only winless team in the league so you're losing to those teams but and the beat- lakers and the Lakers, yeah. and uh, but you're beating a team like with the Warriors. So I mean, who, who knows with this Hornets team? But you know, you get a win without those guys against the Warriors. But at some point, you want to get those guys back and, and uh, succeed more consistently. Uh, and I think that can happen with uh, Lamelo back on the court. College football on tonight: Central Michigan and Northern Illinois at seven o'clock, and also Western Michigan at Bowling Green at seven o'clock. Uh, so the Chippewas and Huskies will be on the U broncos and falcons on espn2 so maction continues on a wednesday night it'll be a great night out at aj mcmurphy's come on out and join us for some sports trivia at eight o'clock some great food some cold snacks and uh we'll have a good old time all right let's take a break we'll come back uh patrick mason gonna join us coming up in just a little bit also steven Igo hoist the colors and the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau from Barstool Sports, all that. And you, what's on your mind here on this Wednesday? You can chime in Facebook Live, Twitter, or YouTube. We'll be back with more Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour brought to you by Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington at WashingtonChryslerDodgeJeepRam.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. And both Country Mart locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol-free high-octane gas, which is the best for boat owners. Country Mart fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. Alrighty, back with you here on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We've got... Uh, Start times for the Purple Gold World Series. Let me see where I can find that real quick because not only are we in the midst of football season with uh, just three games left to go, basketball season cranking up on Tuesday. We've also got some Purple Gold uh, World Series action going on this weekend at East Carolina. So uh, a little something for everybody. ECU women's basketball uh getting underway on monday so uh yeah it's a uh, a great time of the year if you are a sports fan and if you are a pirate fan uh it'll begin on friday the purple gold uh world series 3 30 on friday you can go out and watch the pirates 11 30 on saturday and then 12 o'clock they'll wrap it up on sunday followed by meet the pirates at 2 15 so uh, they'll do an event where you can uh, meet the players and uh, get some autographs, things like that. Cl- uh, Cliff Godwin talked about an autograph uh, pennant 
uh that you can get out there on sunday so friday 3 30 saturday 11 30 sunday at noon and cliff godwin said that uh he's gonna do the draft uh we talked to him last monday he said sometime middle to the end of the week this week so be on the lookout for that he said he wanted to get all the practice done before they did the draft because he said the guys won't focus after the draft it's like a bunch of trash talking and stuff after that so uh that should be coming here in the next couple of days uh chandler what are your bi-week plans for the weekend uh probably do exactly what i did last week and i enjoyed it and i'll be able to do it again next week if i get to go home but uh saturday i actually i plan on going home maybe friday after the show but friday i was reminded that i have to do pa for ecu volleyball so i'll do that on friday and then i'll you know sleep in on saturday and then i'll get up and go home and i'll enjoy some college football at my dad's seafood restaurant his little seafood bar uh and i was able to sit there uh just about all day uh last week and enjoy college football and it was great any good food Oh, yeah, they got all kinds of great food. And seafood is not my deal, but they have, you know, fried pickles. They got corn dog nuggets that are really good. Mm. They have uh, macaroni cheese bites. Uh, they have chicken wings, which is the whole wing. It's the leg and the thigh. Uh, they have a yard bird sandwich that is really good. It's basically like a chicken sandwich, and you get it tossed in any of the uh, uh, the wing sauces. My favorite is the shipwreck, which is basically like sweet chili and hot mixed and uh so there, there's plenty to choose from and they also have stump um stump sound oysters that are huge that a lot of people are enjoying right now all right uh sounds good i would love some shrimps oh shrimps great there too uh, I, I do like uh more seafoods that's what people say i don't i don't say the shrimp's good but. corn dogs are uh they should sound very childish but man they're good the corn dog nuggets yeah. are like really really good they come with like a mustard it's yeah really, it's really really good i would be into that so all right that sounds fun shirley you got any uh bi-week plans oh friday night uh i'm djing a wedding yep play uh, that friday funky night. music uh, and then saturday my plan is to catch up <laughs> I'm, I, I lead such an exciting life saturday i plan on uh, catching up on laundry hmm. and that's uh, important it's very important um considering that i was in charlotte uh most of the weekend last weekend and i have a lot of dirty clothes from that uh, softball tournament so uh i'll watch some football and then sunday i'm off to raleigh to play softball because it is softball shirley sunday um but uh i'm only gonna play in one game and then i've got to come home because i have another wedding i need to attend on sunday afternoon so jeez i'm not i'm not doing anything for that wedding i'm just attending the wedding so at least saturday you kind of get a breath but uh you got a lot of stuff going on well well sunday you know softball is fun for me so i don't count it as something i have to do it's just gotta go to raleigh it's not too bad of a drive and a wedding where's the wedding the wedding's in Winterville. Okay. So it's not it's not that bad of a drive. So. All right. There it'll you be, go. It'll be enjoyable. I'll get to catch up with some old high school friends at this wedding because it's a high school buddy of mine that's getting married, and uh, some some folks from from high school are going to be at the wedding. So I get to hang out with them and go home, and uh, hopefully I can catch the Dolphins game on Sunday. I don't even know if uh, what time they're playing or anything, but if they're on, I'm going to be glued to a tv somewhere i am uh planning on watching a lot of football and then doing whatever my wife and daughter tell me to do i'm sure i'll have some things to do 
since i hadn't really been home on a weekend all uh, season but uh let's find out what patrick mason's gonna do because he lives a a very exciting life and he does not have any ecu football to cover this weekend and he joins us here on pirate radio live hello patrick hey how's it going great what do you uh got planned for the weekend um not watching east carolina football no (laughs) first time in a while um i'm actually gonna go up to the mountains in tennessee wow all right rocky top yeah might hear that song about eight thousand times what mountains we talking um i'm not sure what like what is it smoke is it smoky mountains the smoke the smoky mountains yeah Yeah, there you go all right (laughs) my mountain range knowledge is semi-limited we used to vacation uh we used to go to pigeon forge tennessee go to dollywood yeah i actually did that last year for the first time nice how <laughs> let's get your dollywood review it was it was actually pretty cool i thought it was going to be like just all dolly parton stuff which i was not thrilled about but it was actually Whoa. not really that so i don't know i mean I, I don't listen to dolly parton all the time but i don't have anything against her she's cool you shouldn't i feel i tweeted this out uh randomly a couple weeks ago i feel like does anybody dislike dolly parton she seems to have a very she has high a wide, wide <laughs> spectrum fan base. Yeah, she does because uh, she's like a great, legitimate, great person, right? Yeah, not only what, gives and, back a lot of charity stuff. You know what's on my bucket list? Pigeon Forge. I've never been to Pigeon Forge. Well, surely I've, I've been by it. I've if, driven by it, but I've never actually gone. If I knew you when I was ten years old, I would have seen if my parents would have took, taken you. <laughs> surely go with us. <laughs> I rode that. Uh, they had this old timey train mm-hmm. i don't know if you remember doing that or did that know. but it was kind of cool i mean it was like coal fired and stuff and some dude was actually shoveling coal in there and yeah it was kind of cool i remember uh eating very good food there i remember kind of the old timey stuff and they would carve stuff but i remember getting like a miniature baseball bat oh they those, have those like, are the best yeah yeah so uh man good memories good memories so who are you going with your uh your lady friend uh-huh and her family so it'll be, it'll be I, I was just curious why i didn't get invited yeah but that explains it <laughs> that I, I guess explains it what's arthur gonna be doing um just a friend's gonna watch him all right so he's gonna be holding down the house i mean not to get involved in your life patrick but no go ahead <laughs> you, go for it i feel yeah, like you come should, on uh, in. are you spending enough time with arthur are you showing him enough love yeah I, I walk him at least once a day all right and yeah you know he's we hang out okay i just want to make sure man i'm not gonna call like animal control or anything <laughs> at nighttime though he, like he loves just sitting on the deck and doing his own thing and just staring at the world so you know well, that's cool yeah you I, gotta give him his alone time right all right fair enough patrick mason joining us uh let's take a break we'll come back we'll as get as we do clip i do have stats stats to consider okay through stats to consider through nine weeks and heading into the pirates bye week there is a pirate in each of the three top stat categories in the American Athletic Conference with passing, rushing, and um, receiving. Ooh, sounds difficult. Holt Naylor's has 400 more than Seth Hennigan from Memphis. He is first in the conference with 2,632 yards passing. Receiving, it's our guy Isaiah Winstead, 871 yards. He's behind Keelan Stokes, who's in second from Tulsa, and Rasheed Rice who is in first, 982 yards from him. He goes to SMU. And then rushing, Keaton Mitchell with 200 more yards from Charles McClelland from Cincinnati. And Brian Batte, 599 yards for Batte. 863 yards from Keaton Mitchell. So there's a pirate in each of those categories. Hmm. Sounds right. Some would say big offensive numbers. Some would say 
fire Donnie Kirkpatrick. I I guess I guess for those who are really on the fire Donnie train, it'd be like, well, yeah, but they could be even higher without him. Well, sure, they could be lower without him. Yeah. We don't know. So Holton's first, Isaiah's third, and then uh, Keith Mitchell is first as well in rushing. All right, by well, a long shot. Isaiah's in third. You say, huh? Oh, oh, the material, huh? That boy don't eat cereal. <laughs> Let me add that to the notes for the diss track coming up. Not for me, from Little Scary. Little Scary. Monday uh, could be a diss track for Isaiah Winstead to hear coming up Monday on Pirate Radio Live. It's going to be exciting. I'm really looking forward to that. All right, more to go. We'll get uh, Patrick's. We've got his uh, Pigeon Forge trip review. We'll get his Provo, Utah review when we return and talk more Pirate football when we return after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour brought to you by Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Towns Insurance Advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a lovely Wednesday. Patrick Mason joining us in the Pirate Radio studio. Stephen Igo coming up. Also, Jeff Nadeau big man on campus will join us later on in today's program patrick cool uh parts of your job you get to cover football that's fun you get to go to neat and interesting places as well including provo utah that was your latest stop so uh tell us all about it it was a neat and interesting place for sure uh the mountains were just really cool like it was just awesome to see like the snow-capped mountains and um like right when you land it feels like you're just in this like little caldera is that a volcano term <laughs> of mountains all around you i've never heard that word whoa yeah interesting i went to geology school i went to a uh, public <laughs> school here in eastern north carolina <laughs> um but it, it was just it was like really beautiful scenery it was really cool and obviously the backdrop at provo for that byu game is just incredible i mean you're just like you know looking up more than you are at the field sometimes yeah uh something to look at if the game gets out of hand i guess you can yeah. i think we said this on the air that instead of going home early or whatever you know i'll just spend the rest of this time looking at the beautiful landscape that's right rather than the field uh so but this game kept you locked in because it was it was back and forth and it seemed like east carolina uh every time they got down would immediately answer and then they had an opportunity to take the lead and, and couldn't do it until the very end with no time on the clock but it was a game of answering for east carolina felt like if uh if something went wrong on a drive it, it kind of i don't know about get ugly but byu certainly could have taken a stranglehold in that game but credit to east carolina every time they got down they would bounce back immediately yeah and both defenses right like in the fourth quarter they uh, responded when the offense would falter like it, it was weird because the first three quarters like you said every, each team was answering east carolina had an answer for every touchdown every field goal and then in the fourth quarter, we saw the fourth down stops. Um, just a lot of plays on defense, which which weren't there through the first three quarters. 
Um, so yeah, it was definitely like almost two different kind of games. But yeah, you know, there's you couldn't take your eyes off the field at all. Oh, Naylor's told us Monday that they really the BYU defense did all they could to take. C.J. Johnson and Isaiah Winstead out of the game doubling those guys. Did you kind of notice that <clears throat> watching the game that I'm sure you noticed that the passing game wasn't working as well as it was the previous weeks, but did you notice what BYU's defense was doing? Yeah, they were definitely doing like a lot of bracket kind of stuff and um, even just you could notice in the running game where they weren't really selling out to defend the run. You know, Keaton Mitchell a lot of times had just room to run or at least some you know ways to get to the edge, but yeah, they were, BYU was determined not to let Isaiah Winstead or C.J. Johnson get over the top of them and just make some plays. Yeah, I mean, we've watched millions of football games in our lives to this point, and how many times you see it on a kick return where a guy starts to go wide and you're like, no, don't do that. You're just losing ground. You can never turn that corner. We see it with running backs, too, that if you don't cut up field, if you try to go wide, it's uh, it's not going to work. It works with Keaton Mitchell just about every time. It's, it's not how you teach it, really, but he just keeps getting wider and wider and is able to turn that corner and it, that is just pure speed that he has that a lot of guys don't have. Yeah, and I wonder if, if runs like that work more in like non-conference play because you're just you, sure you hear about it, you watch tape, but like when you actually try to defend him and tackle him, you're like, hey, that angle I thought I had is is no longer there. You know, like if if that's someone you see once every maybe once in your career, you know, when you're playing college football, it's, yeah. it's like, whoa, like this is some real speed that I really can't prepare for. Credit to the Pirates blocking on the outside, too. I know uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick takes a lot of pride, uh, Coach Boyette and those guys on blocking at the receiver position, and uh, Keaton gets a lot of help in that area, too. He really does. I mean, we saw it again, just a ton of just holding, you know, guys holding blocks downfield. I mean, that's huge. It's huge. I mean, that's stuff that really doesn't show up unless you're watching film and kind of really paying attention to what's going on if you're not watching the ball. And, uh, yeah, I think East Carolina's done a really good job of that this year, and at least the wide receivers are sort of buying into that, hey, you know, if, if I hold this block for a little while, we're going to get some yards, and then maybe it'll be my turn in the passing game. So it's, it's working out. I brought up Keaton and uh, Marlon Gunn with Rajay on Monday, and before he got into giving those guys praise, he said it's about the O-line, and he said they're getting better and better. We're on this three-game win streak here. Uh, Patrick, and uh, how about the O-line and their play during this win streak? What have you seen from those guys? Yeah, just really, I mean, really good. It's a cohesive unit, and even uh, Holton and Keaton after the game just really uh, gave props to those guys and just really just being physical. Because, I mean, all week we heard about, you know, how big BYU is, but you know, East Carolina, I mean, they, they're no slouches either. We were on the field and just kind of looking around like, man, these are some big offensive linemen. And, you know, they, they really did their job. They got into it. They they run blocked really well. And that's what run blocking is, right? It's like just get off the ball, get off the snap, and just shove someone in front of you and, you know, get some space. And, I mean, they, they answered the call in every sense uh, these past few weeks. Patrick, you, uh, you look at this from a, a non-biased standpoint, um, and you've seen Holt Naylor's now – uh, this year play and some people have you know conley colored glasses when they look at holton and they think he can do no wrong because they've always watched him and some people like are in the camp where i can't wait to see holton Naylor's out of here and a new quarterback so everybody kind of has their biases when they watch holton Naylor's. you watch it unbiased what have you seen from the quarterback you've seen a little bit of bad this year, but I'd say far more good than bad. Is that fair to say? Far more good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think it was just maybe two weeks ago I wrote about that East Carolina should be really happy that, you know, Holton came back and made the decision to come back yeah. because that's what this team needs, right? Is a good 
solid quarterback who knows understands what he's looking at from the defense, knows where the ball is supposed to go. And aside from, you know, just a couple of interceptions here and there, I mean, Holton's been fantastic, honestly. I mean, he's he's been great. He's put the ball on the playmakers when they need it, where they need it. Um, I feel like he does a really good job with the line of checking in and out of, you know, run calls, different sort of plays. Um, so I, I think he's, I mean, you really can't have too much to complain about this year from Holton. He's having his best season. And uh, was able to do it with his legs when it mattered on Friday night, able to to get some tough run. I mean, he really does kind of turn into a fullback when yeah. he's near the goal line. And he doesn't, you know, he doesn't slide, I mean, for better or worse. But, I mean, he, he's kind of looking for that contact when uh, the end zone is, is on the line. And, yeah, I mean, he, he plows in there. And he's hard to bring down. He's a big boy. I used the word patience with him the other day. Had to be patient with what the defense was giving him on uh on friday night and kind of shows the sign of uh his maturity and this the maturity of this offense to still be able to get it done when they're not hitting those big pass plays to uh to cj and to isaiah uh they were still able to, to get it done put some points on the board yeah and i think i mean if you think about it the two lane game and what else, uh, like navy right like yeah. both those teams really forced the offense to be patient and i think maybe maybe they struggled in that aspect right like they said hey you know chandler just read the stats off earlier it's like hey we have all these playmakers i want to throw it deep i want to score and i wonder if those couple games have kind of you know got you in the mode a little bit like all right maybe if we do have to be patient we can dink and dunk a little bit we can look to our run game and still move the ball and you know that's definitely worked situation against navy at the end of the game you're driving down for a potential game-winning field goal and he throws that interception over the middle this time let's go back to the scenario i love talking about this because my reaction was live and people can see it on youtube and facebook i said punt the ball play for overtime they decide to go for it as soon as holton throws it into double coverage i'm saying what is he doing why are they doing this this is awful and uh and you get the flag so what did you think about the situation were you thinking go for it or uh punt it there yeah it was definitely it was a conversation we were having in the, in the press box as well like because if, if you do punt it you'd have to you know do some sort of directional punt i think maybe get because you can't just give them like the 20 yards what would that be like a 20 yard punt something yeah 25 yep. yards so and and really mike houston was worried about them just scoring you know it was kind of a, a game where if you do have the ball at the end i think holton said the ref came up to him and was like is this going to be a game where you know the last team who has it as the ball wins and uh, and that's what it ended up being so i think i, I really just like the aggressive style there because i mean if you know, we always say this, right? If, if you give the other team the ball, you're just kind of waiting then, right? You're just almost hoping they don't go down and score. So at least this way, it's on it's on your terms, and I definitely like it. And if you're going to do a throw like that, send it up to Isaiah Winston. Yeah, how about the play itself and uh, pretty obvious pass interference? Like, it's one of those where it's at the end of the game. You want the players to decide the game, but you can't hug the receiver like that DB <laughs> did. So it was a clear call. Uh, but what did you think about the play itself? Yeah, uh, I mean, so you need eight yards, right? So you can't really do anything underneath, and you can't um, you can't really just say, "Hey, let's throw it six yards and hope we get a little right. push." Like, I, I like it. Honestly, I like it. I say, throw it to your best guy and just hope he makes something happen. And to be fair, if Isaiah doesn't get mugged by the corner at that point, it's him and a safety going kind of one on one and. How many of those plays has Isaiah made this year? So all of them, it seems. Yeah, you, know? you you've got the odds somewhat in your favor if he doesn't get mugged on that play. All right, so then after that, so I was kind of wrong on what I would do. I would have punted. After that, I'm saying don't run the ball, go for the touchdown here. I don't want to <laughs> settle for a field goal. I want to go score a touchdown. Uh, they decide to uh just set up for a field goal and again kudos to marlon gunn for getting that ball right in the middle of the field holden said he told him to uh 
to go down because they're going to be holding you up, trying to strip the ball, punch the ball out. Uh, he has good ball security. Uh, how big is that for a freshman in that scenario with Keaton Mitchell out of the game? To, Huge. Yeah. Yeah, because Keaton, I mean, he was he was awesome all game, right? And, you know, in that very important drive, the last drive of the game, there's Marlon Gunn. And he had half, he got half the plays, you know, half, I think he had five carries. He got half the yards on that drive. Um, I mean, he was really the focal point in that drive. And you just the fact that you could feel comfortable enough giving him the ball in that situation is huge. I mean, how excited are you as a you know, Pirate fan just moving forward that that guy's going to be here for a little while and you can trust him already. We saw it on TV. Um, did you notice Conrad every time they were icing him and his demeanor? He uh, had a huge smile on his face. And like that... That kind of made you feel confident, right? Watching that game. Yeah, and it's funny because like, so every time they iced him, he just you know walked back or jogged back to his little net. Got to do the routine. That's right. Got some kicks in, and like you know, they went out there again another timeout. He just all right, back to the net. You know, new thing. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. For some reason, I had a feeling he was going to make it. Um, Obviously, it's you know, it's really nerve wracking in the moment, but just like you said, just his demeanor, he was just like all right, you know. I'm, I'm just going to do this. <laughs> the kick itself, um, I, I was told that night that somebody said he, he hit the ground before the ball. Like, did you hear anything about that? Or like, so that, That's what I heard someone say, but I, I didn't see not it. Not confirmed? No. Maybe, uh, can got, you ask Mike Houston today? Yeah, we can, sure. <laughs> or somebody, I'll tell Glenn. Yeah. What kind of shirt is Glenn wearing, and why don't I have that shirt? <laughs> sure. It's How about you, sure? How about you give me one? the hell is that? All right, anyway. But, like, I don't know. Have you ever hit, like, even a golf ball with your the club hitting the ground first? Of like, course I have. I can't I imagine doing that with your foot first. It looks like that field goal. Yeah. It goes straight and very short. Yeah. It's <laughs> and Because uh, I had swore it was blocked when we were watching it. And it, it looked really uh, we low. saw the replay, and sure enough, just right through. Yeah, that was – it was weird watching that thing. I was like, is this really low? And I'm surprised no one got a hand on it, too. They had all those yeah. jumpers in there and, you know – but here we are. What a win uh, for the Pirates as they move to 6-3 and three on the year. And now looking ahead, Patrick, uh, let's get greedy, right? Like Let's start yeah, looking not? at scoreboards and seeing uh, what we can do to get in that championship game. And you got a couple of games this weekend that could potentially uh, help you out along the way. But right now, we, we basically, if Tulane keeps winning, they're in. And we need them to knock off these teams that are ahead of East Carolina. And East Carolina, of course, obviously has to do their part, beat Cincinnati, beat Houston, beat Temple. So, yeah, it's that's possible. What, right, and that's what these wins got you, right? They got you back in the believing mode and yeah. the greedy mode, like you said. Let, let's go for it, right? Have you looked at bowl uh, destinations yet? Not yet. I think there's still way too much that can happen. Four more weeks of wins, losses. All right. I mean... So, no trip planned as of yet? No. I, I just think, like, I don't know. You can look at it, but it's going to be totally different in a week from now and then two weeks from now. And Well, guess what? We do three hours a day, so we're going to talk about it right now. <laughs> for sure. As a base baseball guy what would be your feelings on a very cold game in fenway in a bowl game i would like it i would love so it. you because you're a baseball guy probably i mean just just like the venue that'd be pretty awesome yeah right? the venue fires me up for sure I've, I'm, I've seen the game but i don't recall where is the monster set up in uh configuration with the setup you know that's a good question i, I wonder if they like have to diagonally fit it in there because oh, i can't yeah. imagine like you can fit a whole football field and i remember one time they played at wrigley field and they had to only go one way because they didn't have enough room for the the field goal um hmm. that was really weird uh, <laughs> all right so i'm looking at it now okay oh man so it's way off to the side oh uh, so they're they're playing like third baseline to right field 
Yeah, that stinks. I wanted to see like Keaton Mitchell run up the Green Monster, run into it like Manny Ramirez, and <laughs> yeah, and like come Bo out Jackson at, climb up it or something. I just want to see him come out, you know, like a quarter later. Hey guys, <laughs> I'm good. Uh, it is a that's a neat setup though. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, not thrilled about the weather up there, but you know what are you gonna do? You ever been to Dirty Myrtle, uh, Myrtle Beach? Yeah, one time. All right. Did you get a tattoo or anything? No. no. Piercings? No. You I, got any piercings? Nope. Right. Or tattoos. You want to get some? Nah, I don't think so. Okay. I just don't know. Or definitely no piercing, but I don't know about tattoo wise. I don't know what I would get. Uh, mine would be probably sports related. Get yeah. A, like a Bears C would be cool. That could just be like a captain. Put it on like the chest. The socks logo is pretty iconic. Yeah, that would be nice. Or even the old school socks logo. With the, you have the little bat? Yeah. I like that. Like that, that, that just would make, I think, cool. And you could explain them. Or you could do something like some... Uh, I don't know. Let's uh, bring back the barbed wire around the bicep. <laughs> I got to start working out more for that. Yeah. So I could show it off, you know. <laughs> no kidding. All right. Patrick Mason joining us. Patrick, you uh, ready for some hoops and mingies? Yeah. Back to back home openers. Monday, Tuesday. Got to love it. Oh, yeah. You got women's uh, Monday yeah. and uh, men's on Tuesday. Yeah. As East Carolina begins their season. So uh, something to look out for. Have you, have you seen them at like. Could you give me your uh, your newcomer to watch? Like, who are you looking forward to seeing? For like men, women, yeah. for the men, I um, probably Caleb. Just I just want to see what he can do. Caleb account. Do you think he gets action? I, I think so. I, I think he will. Okay. I, I think because the coaching staff, I think, wants to figure it out as well. Um, At least early. Yeah. Right. Right. Especially in these early couple games here. Um, I, I think so. I think just because I had a really good conversation with him at, during media day, I, I mean, I like the kid. I like his mentality of saying, you know, hey, I don't really look the part, and, you know, I got to go out and show it. I, I just like to see that. So I want to see him get his shot and just see what he can do. How about for uh, the women's side of things? Will the, the Farmville product uh, joiner get action early yeah, on? Yeah, I didn't see her at media day. I wanted to talk to her. Um, and that's another thing. I, she's really talented she's six foot two uh, obviously a really talented high school player um i mean that, that's what they need they need some scoring and what i found from the women's uh media day a lot of the times they were talking about hey we're still going to be really defensive minded but in the offense or in, you know, when we have the ball on offense we're going to have like a half court set we're going to slow it down and i think that'll be interesting because that's how they can try to score some points because they were they were just really not good at scoring scoring the basketball at all last year so i think maybe this new mentality of just kind of slow it down get the extra pass might help out um, and yeah, and that's the thing. They they really just got to score more because they really do play a good brand of defense. They just really have trouble scoring. <clears throat> got to put the ball in the hoop. Yeah, that could be uh, the calling card for both teams this year. Right. A lot of defense. <laughs> Are you into defense? Are you into fifty four to fifty one games? No, not Come in on basketball. Out to not in basketball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Patrick will be in the Great Smoky Mountains and not at Clark Leclerc this weekend. Correct for the Purple Gold Classic. Yeah, man. I'm gonna. Have to, I'll follow up on that and check it out. You know, Cliff holds grudges. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, I, the first thing, first time I met Cliff, it was well. I, I think I started after this. Uh, this World Series last year, but anyway, I had a great conversation in his office for like an hour. We we talked and good, you know, had, had a good time. So that was during the off season, right? Right. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely in the off season. season. Yeah, he was it's in off season mode. Fantastic. All right. Um, ooh, are we getting mentioned this earlier? Yeah, we are getting to the draft. The draft is going on as we speak, and the first pick of the Purple Gold World Series draft, the Gold Team selects. Who, Chandler? Who's the first pick? It'd be my first pick as well. I think he said the captains were Igo. Where is Igo? I think it was Spivey. Spivey and Sabre. 
Spy, Spy, okay, so Spivey and Sailor are the captains. Who was the first pick of the draft? I'm going to go... You got to think offensive. A-Mac. Okay. No. No. Is outfielder. Outfielder. Oh, Hoover. The answer is <laughs> Jacob Jenkins Coward. Oh! Yeah, yeah I was going to say, now, now you're like, okay, okay. Oh, man. I put you on the spot. He's a favorite from everybody, yeah. though. Yeah. So, uh, JJC, the first pick Damn. of the draft. Uh, he will join Team Spivey, it looks like, on the gold side. So, there you go. All right, cool. We'll update that uh, throughout our show. Patrick Bears update. Roquan Smith out as the rebuild continues. Yep. But Chase Claypool in. Yeah, I like it. Um, he's a, he's huge. I didn't realize he was six foot four, like two forty. So he's like a tight end essentially. He's a big fella. Yeah. Um, just really another option for Justin Fields to throw the ball to. Really another a, option. I'm just gonna you know what? A option and option. How about hey. that? Hey. <laughs> um, man, how about that play the other day where uh they get the sack, the uh, strip, and Parsons picks it up and nobody touches him. Was and it Fields, Fields jumps over, over him. Yeah. Yeah. That's just one of those things like that irritates me. Hashtag but. Bears. Uh, you can't you can't be thinking it's college rules still, right? Like, I know. Yeah. I mean, what's going on here? Yeah, just give him a touch, give him a tap. Yeah. All right, Bears think uh, Commanders on the rise though. <laughs> Look out! Look out! <laughs> Look DF. Don't want to play those guys. Uh, you do not want to get in front of that train right now. Oh, I tell you that. All right. Uh, thanks for hanging out, Patrick. You can check out his work, Daily Reflector, online, reflector.com. You can follow him on twitter anything else you got going on kickball how's kickball going kickball's good yeah we got a uh, semi-finals and then if we win play in the championship game thursday all right so potential two games thursday so i gotta stretch up good luck to the uh the golden foot of patrick <laughs> mason all right we'll see you uh next week yep sounds good all right we'll take a time out come back steven Igo joins us we will pick every basketball game win loss we do it every year and we're going to do it today and let you know what the record will be for EC basketball. So stay tuned if you want to know the record. <laughs> uh, that's on the way when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with Kinetic Physical Therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, then Kinetic Physical Therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy, all in a state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Visit KineticPTGreenville.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Welcome back into Pirate Radio Live here on a beautiful Wednesday. Steven Igo, Hoist the Colors, joining us. Igo looks good. That's all that matters. He does look good in his 24-7 sports official apparel. By the way, when are we getting uh, gear, Igo? I think uh, about two years late on that. Uh, I didn't think about that recently. I got lost in the mail. Yeah, definitely. And uh, COVID, probably. Yeah, yeah. Blame it on COVID. COVID. Production issues, shipment issues. Yeah. By the way, my guess earlier, which was AMAC, 
AMAC went second overall. All right, with, so with the uh, team. to Team Sailor, I am a sailor. Name the 10 most important players of this year's ECU baseball team. Uh, we will on a later edition of Pirate Radio Live. Not prepared to do that right now. I go. I got to go through this purple gold World Series. Got to get through the off season, and then I'll have my list ready to go. You gonna be announcing this weekend? No. I might have got fired. I don't know. Oh, that's awkward. I I will tell you that. Um, so this time last week, I was planning on shooting threes at Minji's, and I got the kibosh. I will say this: I was asked to do a December basketball game on PA and my my reply to that was is this a joke is this another setup so you're back in the inner circle for now i don't know i i don't know i am not counting these chickens before they are hatched is all i'm saying so but you got one egg i got an egg and i could be doing a little coppin state basketball later on this year Speaking of Coppin State, they are an opponent on the ECU basketball schedule. I go, and you got to get out of here at what time today? Uh, I got to get out of here at the latest by 525. All right. Well, let's not dilly nor dally. Let's go ahead and do our ECU men's basketball predictions for the year. Let's do it. We do it every year. Great segment. We pick every game. No research has been done into these opponents, at least by me. Um, I'm going more off name brand, past history. Mm-hmm. Revenge factor. Revenge factor. I want to point out every revenge game we right. have on the schedule because that's important. Right. Because we love revenge games. All right. Uh, we started out next Tuesday. I will not be there. I know. What? You, I, you I hyped know. it up all off season. I know. Said, I'm going to be in 213 yep. for Michael Schwartz opener. And now it's just I'll be wearing be- gold. It's just going to be me and Chandler. Chandler will be there. Uh, I have a prior engagement. I have a paying gig, I go. What is your paying gig? I'm doing trivia for the um, young professionals of Pitt County or Greenville or whatever. On Tuesday? On Tuesday the 8th, on election day. All right. Well, Chandler and I will be up there electing our favorite ECU basketball player of the new new team. Are you sitting in the stands? No, but I'm going to be behind him, and I'm going to be because nobody's behind me, so nobody can see me. How about this, I go for I'm just gonna be doing a couple this. of games this year? Will you come down and join Absolutely. us? Absolutely, in mean, the seats. It's a better view. Yeah, I like, don't have to tweet every every scoring time out. Right, crunch time. Come join us and get hype with us. That'll be fun. I'll do it. All right, awesome. But not Mercer because I will I'll not do be it there. Tuesday. It'll be me <laughs> and All right, ECU versus Mercer. I got East Carolina winning the season opener getting it started off right the pirates have won i don't know the the number off the top of my head but a lot of lid lifters in a row that sounds like something chandler would say <laughs> you gotta can your soups that is something that uh that jody would always put in the notes uh lid lifter tonight's lid lifter features the pirates and the bears of mercer <laughs> and i'm gonna say the pirates extend their streak in a hard-fought game 59-57, Pirates get it done. Mm. Every every total for ECU. Maybe take the unders this year. Yeah, I, I wonder, know. what. guess the line for that game. I'm going to say ECU by three. eight and a half. I'm going to say ECU by three. All right. I don't know anything about Mercer. Do you know anything about hoes that are blue? <laughs> because the blue hoes are taking on the Pirates 
is that this saturday it is this saturday. Uh, well it'll be next saturday because they play next tuesday it is the saturday after the cincinnati game all right four o'clock oh oh okay oh oh, oh. i love the uh tip-off time what do you call it after a lid lifter uh that's a good question <laughs> you, you keep opening that lid and i love the four o'clock tip-off after a late night here at the pirate radio studio leftovers i don't know after the, the, the leftovers presbyterian and east carolina and i'm gonna say the pirates get to 2-0 and on the season with a win over presbyterian yeah offense is going to get hot they're going to crack the 70 point barrier in this one and uh lay it on the hose give us something a little excited about all right uh hampton pirates versus pirates Every time I think of Hampton basketball, I think of the coach being lifted in the air by his... What team play. did they upset in the 15 versus 2 upset, I go? I should know this. Michigan State? I want to say Iowa State. Am I, think, I wrong? I, I think you're right. Let's see. Iowa State versus Hampton, March 15, 2001. Coach gets lifted up mm-hmm. by the player. And it's a great sign, great scene. Uh, this is the Robert Prunty revenge game. Yeah, it's a big one. Maybe he'll make the trip to Greenville. I'm going to take <laughs> our Pirates to beat their Pirates. Yeah, I think ECU rolls in this one, three and zero slam dunk. We go to Estero, Florida. Estero, Estero. This is in the uh, the area where the hurricane got hit. So I assume this is still going on as planned. All right. Uh, we will take on Indiana State. Now, this is an Indiana State revenge game. They lost to East Carolina in baseball. Garrett Short, Indiana State grad. Will he see his team beat the Pirates while he's here in Greenville at WNCT Channel 9? I'm going to say the Pirates leave home for the first time this year and lose to Indiana State, the Fighting Birds, first loss of the year. Yeah, I'm going with Larry Bird, uh, you as well. I think this is a, a tough game, neutral site game for a young team. Not sure how they're going to react. But that is good news because that means we don't have to play Toledo the next day because they beat Kansas City. We take on Kansas City. Now, this is a revenge game. Kansas City, the Ruse. UMKC beat ECU like three or four years ago. Yeah. I'm sure Luigi Debo was on that team, and he is going to get the guys ready to go. This is the game they've had circle all offseason. ECU rolls over the ruse. Uh, what is this tournament called, Iga? The Gulf Coast Showcase. Alright, let me look at the see who we could be playing in the uh, other games. Do you know the teams on the top of your head? Gulf Coast Showcase. This is a big one. It's going to be on some weird flow sports thing, right? Yeah, it'll be like $80 a month to subscribe. <laughs> Drexel, UT Arlington, Northern mm. Kentucky, or Florida Gulf Coast, the Joe Dooley revenge game. <laughs> uh, we'll probably play... Oh, Drexel would be a Bill Harrion yeah, revenge that's game. a lot of revenge game. UT Arlington will be a Riley Davis revenge Holy game. Holy crap. Because he came from UT Arlington. And I'm going to say we don't play the Norse. I think they win. I say we play UT Arlington. Well, Drexel or UT Arlington? Let's go UT Arlington. Can we go... Can we have a winning record in this yes, tournament? UT Arlington will be a W. I'm going two and one Pirates. I'm going to say the Pirates go one and two in that tournament Mm. and lose. Tough. All right. At Old Dominion, the revenge game of all revenge games. The Pirates knocked off Old Dominion not once, but twice. The first game about came to fisticuffs. 
second game pirates took care of business at home odu is unfortunately o-d-u-e do for a win i'm gonna take old dominion to beat our pirates <clears throat> i need to see if that big dude is still on their team because if so i think we're gonna have trouble stopping them let me check their roster real quick odu basketball roster um let's see this is great radio but yeah i remember both those games last year were a little intense i'm not i don't remember any of their names i'm not seeing them so i think he is gone and you know what they do have the transfer from smu charles smith who can light it up but i'm gonna say the pirates make it you're gonna say the pirates win a road game at old dominion the pirates are gonna win this road game my god dude people are gonna be losing their minds i have ecu right now at five and one i think six and one six and one and a road dub with a date against south carolina state on november 29th that they win i go that is a win uh big one here chris haymeyer revenge game east carolina has taken out a lot of revenge on campbell lately finally reverse that curse can they keep it going at home on a friday i go december 2nd yeah this is going to be a great win this is going to be another complete performance they're going to crack the 70 point barrier and, and lay it on the camels i've got the pirates winning now i've already got three losses to this point so this game coming up is not huge but if you are right i go and this team is eight and one going into a road date at trask against uncw all of a sudden this is like must see tv in a game that's probably not going to be televised at UNCW. It's be, probably be on Flow Sports. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully you paid that $80 for that tournament because you can watch it. Although this is a new month, so now you got to pay another $80. Uh, yeah. At UNCW, Tuesday, 7 o'clock, 8-1 and one Pirates versus the Seahawks. I go, could they really do it? Could they go to 2-0 and oh on the road this year? Absolutely. I'm saying no. Absolutely not. This is, this is going to be a tough game. Probably the toughest, maybe outside of South Carolina. On the non-conference schedule, and Trask is a tough place to play, so give me the Seahawks. All right, uh, Clip Brock on the PA call for ECU Coppin State. I'm taking the Pirates in that one, unless they screw me again and I don't get to do PA. If they backtrack again on me, not only am I picking the Pirates to lose, I'm hoping the Pirates lose. Mike Schwartz didn't make that decision. Why are you going to be mad at him? I'm not mad at Mike Schwartz. I'm mad at the whole situation. I'm going Pirates. It's more of a karma thing. Juan Dixon is going to be leading him on the sidelines, but he's not going to be playing in the game. I assume he's still the coach there. Um, Pirates win. Who is the South Carolina head basketball coach these days? The guy who used to be at Chattanooga. Oh, yeah. We've already – I just had deja (laughs) vu. We had the same conversation. You're right. East Carolina versus South Carolina in Greenville. South, South Carolina. Carolina. Next year in Greenville, North Carolina. Nice. Uh, we win the revenge game next year. Mm-hmm. We lose this one. Yeah. I can't. I'm not picking another away victory. Will the Pirates beat High Point at home? See, this is where I think they they trip up a little bit. This is right before Christmas, right? This is December 21st. Yeah. This is the young team expecting to win. They get tripped up. So I, I got them, you know, unexpected loss after the big win at ODU. All right, heading, I got them winning. So heading into conference play, I've got, I've got five losses. Oh, so, that's going to be a rough year. <laughs> that's what I'm expecting. Yeah, yeah. You have them with four, four losses. Yeah. 
So, uh, and with the wins, so how many games is that? So you got them three, six, nine. You got them nine and four, which would mean I have them eight and five. That is, that's in, good math. And non-con. We go to conference play. Does it always? Does it seem like East Carolina likes to get an early conference win? Yes, in absolutely. Every year, they usually get a pretty favorable home opener. I wouldn't say this is very favorable, although I don't know what team would be favorable. But Temple, we'll talk to Jeff Nadeau in a moment. He thinks Aaron McKee's team could be pretty decent this year. But I, I love East Carolina. Now this is December twenty eighth. Nobody's here. You know what? You're not even there. I'm definitely there. Give me Temple. <clears throat> ECU? I, hey, you're not there. You're covering a bowl game. So don't talk about me not being there. You're not there. So you're assuming ECU's going to be playing in the military bowl on the same day? Could be. ECU at home against Temple is usually a good thing. I think that continues. I got a L. Dub. I got a L. You got a dub. At Wichita, oh, I got an L. <laughs> you got an L. UCF at home, lost, I got an I L. Mean, they've lost 15 in a row to UCF or something. Revenge game. At <laughs> Memphis, I got an Brandon L. Brandon Suggs revenge game, man. Come on. I got an L. Is it UCF at home or at? At home. Is this, Are the students going to be here for that one? What's January 4th. You said they'll let the students be back. I, I oh, they won't? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the calendar. I'm going L. Uh, at Memphis. Lost. All right. At Cincinnati. Loss. I got a loss. South Florida at home. Pirates. I got them 0-5 at this point in the league. They win their first conference game against South Florida. W. They were trailing versus the University of Tampa last night in their scrimmage for a while. At Temple, uh, Pirates fight but lose and get swept by Temple this year. I go. Can they beat? Okay. You got them splitting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tulsa at home. This is a game where I feel like that day of we can win, and I go there with a lot of confidence, and they lose by like 20. Loss. Mike Schwartz used to coach at Tulsa. I don't know if that makes this a, a revenge game or a feelings game, but I'm going uh, loss. Wichita State at home. Now, there's got to be an upset in here somewhere. You mm-hmm. kind of already have one, I think, with Temple. Well, no, but that doesn't count. No. Every year, no matter the coach, no matter the players, no matter anything, East Carolina is going to win a game at home that they're underdogs in conference play. It just happens. Could this be the one? Could it be Wichita? So this is back-to-back home games, right? Tulsa yep. and Wichita? Yep. This is on a Sunday at noon. Oh, gosh. So Wichita is kind of like 11 yeah, a.m. there. I'm going time. W. I'm going W. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking myself into some of these. I'm going L. At South Florida, I'm going sweep. <laughs> I'm going L. All right. SMU at home. This is the other one that I'm thinking about. Saturday, 4 o'clock. This is a great this crowd. This is a good crowd game. Yep. W. Let me look at the other home games because i got to pick one upset. SMU traveling across country. Nah, I'm not ready for it yet. I'm going to say that's an L. You're going W. You're going W. All right. At Tulane, I'm going Gosh. L. Cincinnati at home, Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, W. That is going to be... <clears throat> My upset for East Carolina at home this year. Loss. All right. At SMU. Loss. Loss. At Tulsa. Loss. loss. Houston at home. Loss. Loss. 
mean, that look he gave me was something else. You thought I was really going to pick a win? Tulane at home. W. Dude, are we really believing that Tulane's going to live up to the hype? You know, last year they've kind of snuck up. The hype of beating East Carolina? <laughs> yeah, just the hype in general. They're going to be banged up. This is late. This is like late February. Everybody's tired. I'm giving the Pirates a win there. Okay. At UCF. Again, the winning streak from UCF. And don't we always play them to end the year and lose by 24? We always play either UCF or Wichita to end the year. At Wichita or at UCF. All right. So regular season. Tally them up. All right. Can you speak for a minute? Uh, Let me ask you a basketball-related question. Give us an update. Uh, as we are less than a week away, the newcomers you think we'll see the most early on for the Pirates? <clears throat> Good question. Um, continue to hear a lot of positive things about Caleb LeCount, your boy. It just seems like he has a knack for scoring. Now, I, I just wonder, I think we'll see him in non-conference play. I think we'll see basically most of the team in non-conference play as they try to figure out the rotation, but I wonder once they get into league play if he's going to be able to match up with people defensively. But either way, I think he's going to play. I think Ben Baela, I think Quentin Dabunje are both going to play. Uh, they're both big wings. They're both versatile. You know, Outside of that, I think those are more your, your impact newcomers. Um, and I think you'll see other guys in some spots like Valentino Pinedo, uh, Elijah Jones, you know, he sat out the Minji's madness, so I'm not sure what his health situation is. But you got some guys who can fill different roles. But I really think LeCount, Dabunje, Jaila, or Baila, I didn't mention Jaden Walker. I think Jaden will play a lot as well. Steven Igo, you have East Carolina finishing a, man, what I would call respectable, 14 and 16. Now, losing record, but close to 500. But I, I have East Carolina play. going 12 and 18 this year. So, do you want to split the difference and say East Carolina, our official Pirate Radio live prediction with Clip and Igo, 13 and 17 regular season? Yeah, I feel like I'm usually on the optimistic side. You're probably a little bit more on the pessimistic side as a uh, Washington fan. And by the way, congrats. Realistic. On um, the pending removal of Danny, Daniel Snyder. By the way, congrats on the Broncos winning a game. Thanks. I didn't see it, but it happened. It happened. It was the ugliest uniform combination of all time. It was one of those situations where I looked at my fantasy lineup and saw that Cortland Sutton had two Dude, points. He has been awful. I have him in both leagues. Has he been awful or his surroundings? Well, it was both. So he has been awful. He started the year getting a lot of targets, and now is I don't even think he has scored a touchdown this year. Yeah, he sucks. Um, so yeah, I mean, fourteen to sixteen would would people be? No, I don't know if happy is no, the no, and and you've got to go into this season with low expectations. You just have to. We don't even know these guys. First of all, we could be way off here, but like you said, we're basing it on we no information on what we know from the past. We're basing it on what we kind of know from teams around the league, and that's what we have right now. Did anything that we saw at Minji's Madness change your mind? Not at all, and I. And that's to say, if they didn't miss a single shot while I was out there, it still right. wouldn't change my mind. When nobody's defending you, you should be able to hit. I was happy to see uh, Javon Small stroking it. That's great because I do think one of my preseason predictions, and Igo has the same in his VIP chat this week, is that Javon Small takes a major step. You also added Brandon Johnson to that list, I believe. I think both those guys will take steps. 
<laughs> got to take steps, man. It's all about taking steps. Just not lateral steps. Nah, they got to you got to move forward. Ascend. Because uh Shark Chandler AKA Steve Ellis. Jaquan McMillan. Jaquan McMillan. I think of a guy like Jaquan McMillan. A shark never goes forward. It always goes. Wait, it always goes forward. It never goes backwards. Have you ever seen a catfish and a shark in the same fish tank? Jaquan. When I look at that stadium, I think of a guy like Jaquan McMillan. Chandler does a good Steve Ellis. Unfortunately, nobody knows. He nails McMillan though, because that's Jaquan McMillan. It's a shark. That's the only way. That's a shark. I tell you what, he's got them sharks playing some ball. Uh, Coach, what were you for Halloween? A shark. My whole family was a shark. I was Jaquan McMillan. I was Jaquan McMillan. Uh, I go. Broncos uniform. Question from our Maryland guy, Scott. How is Isaiah Foote's injury? Isaiah Foote, he's been dealing with something basically the whole year. His arm, shoulder keeps popping out. He's played through it. He'll continue to play through it. Should be fine. All right. But, I mean, he's uh, a tough kid. Any other football questions on a bye week? Uh, Keaton? You all right? He's fine. All right. Um, all right. You can go. All right. See you. Thanks, Steve-O. Shirley Rhodes, open up that booty bag here on a Wednesday. Jaquan McMillan. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Shark, 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 a shark taco lunch. No, a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. I would like a shark taco. A short taco. 317. A short taco? A shark. A shark. Uh, a shark. You heard what I said? A shark. <laughs> Jaquan McMillan. Three one. Shark. 317-1250. A shark. What call are you looking for? Four. Caller four. 317-1250. We're back after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. Uh, First Bank, together with their customers, are creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Congratulations to Pam Odom of Winterville. Picked up a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's. You can enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Plus, ice cold cervezas and Chico's famous margaritas are always available for Mexican food and fun. It's got to be Chico's. Now, let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. All right. Saw an uh, update in the Brian Robinson shooting case. Uh, they have charged, and they we don't have his uh, name because he's a juvenile a 17 year old uh shot brian robinson uh right before the season august 28th and uh very similar to 
the Sean Taylor deal because that was, uh, I think, three young men uh, broke into his house, freaked out when he woke up and shot him in the leg. And it just, it was one of those freak deals that hit the the wrong spot and uh so he bled out and died in uh just a stupid circumstance just like could have been avoided a million times over uh but brian robinson was shot twice in the leg by a 17 year old uh is being charged with assault with intent to rob while armed so uh and he returned to the football field quicker than some people with turf toe and just a senseless deal and uh just crazy that you know sean taylor lost his life and brian robinson's playing football and it was both got shot in the leg i mean just sean taylor's thing still gets me man what a great player it just sucks it all sucks but uh man 17 year old kid uh shooting brian robinson in the leg all right uh boy pam odom really knows how to work the system huh two-time winner this week and you ask how can you win two times in the same week well monday was the last day of october and then uh today the second day of november so pam's done for the month but hey she's cleaning up that's how people are with this helmet situation terry mclaurin he took his helmet off hey pam odin won twice this week (laughs) rules are rules hey guys hey she just knows how to work the system the cow the month flipped Everybody's eligible except Pam Odom and the guy that won yesterday. Yep. That's it. All right. Uh, let's go out to the Pit Electric Live line and talk to the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, here on a Wednesday. We've got some football tonight. We've got uh, a lot of sports going on tonight, so life is good in the sports world. We'll talk about it all with the big man, Jeff Nadeau. Jeff, how you doing today? Pretty good. How are you, Cliff? Hey, doing great and uh great night of sports. We got sports trivia at AJ's and on the TVs we'll have uh some World Series, some Charlotte Hornets, some NHL, and uh some action coming up tonight. So great sports night and a great uh time to be a sports fan with college basketball uh beginning next week. Pirates and Mercer next Tuesday night, Menji's Coliseum. So We'll get into uh, a little basketball talk during this conversation. No ECU football this weekend, uh, but how about the Pirates last Friday, Jeff? Uh, Last-second field goal victory on the road at BYU. Pirates have won three in a row. They're 6-3. and three. They're bowl-bound and starting to do a little scoreboard watching in the American because not quite out of that AAC championship race yet, uh, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, guess not out of it yet. Uh, Going to need some luck, and that's never – where you want to be i guess but you know you you just you have to have a shot you have to have a chance and uh yeah you know, you know this has really been i think the problem for, for me as kind of an outsider looking at ecu as, as a gambler i mean they're, they're hard man they're hard to gauge i mean there'll be weeks where they look really good you know like the, the game against you know let's say south florida or, or, or ucf and you know, then there's the games where like they lose to navy and yep. get crushed by Tulane. yeah it, it's hard to kind of figure but um, you know, they've got kind of the, the world in front of them. They've got a couple of big games coming up and, you know, Tulane, you know, who knows what will happen with them. Maybe they'll falter or something. You look at Tulane, though, I mean, uh, you know, they have a couple of tough games. So it could happen. They got a they got a slew of tough games coming up after this weekend, which is why I think this weekend could be a, maybe a trouble spot for them. I think they're seven and a half point favorites on the road at Tulsa, but that's 
and 11 a.m. start time in Tulsa. Uh, Tulane supposed to win that game. And then the look-ahead factor with like UCF and, and Cincinnati, SMU coming up. Uh, tricky spot for Tulane, you know, and they they see their name, Jeff, in the first college football playoff poll. So this is a big week for Willie Fritz to, to get his team ready for Tulsa. Yeah, you know, it's a game that kind of, uh, you know, it's a road game. It, it, it's against a, a poor football team, you know, kind of early, kind of a sleepy game. But, you know, Tulsa also really struggles to stop people. And, and Tulane is just, whether we want to just kind of agree with it or not, this is a, a really good defensive team. I mean, they, they continue to just, you know, I really opened my eyes when they played Houston. I, I was impressed by how good they played in that game. And, yeah, they, that's the kind of, I think that's the goal of any team that gets ranked. I remember for years uh, under P.J. Fleck, Minnesota has struggled in games like that where you know, they have a game that they should win you know, handily and, and, and they come out and, and, and struggle. So, uh, yeah, you got to keep your eye on the ball and, and take, every, uh, take every game very seriously. Uh, not a bad weekend to have off if you're uh, an ECU football watcher or someone who covers the games like I do here. I'm looking forward to 3.30 Saturday, Tennessee and Georgia, and also looking forward to Alabama LSU uh, Saturday night, it, Clemson at Notre Dame. So just a lot of a lot of marquee games this weekend. Let's, let's talk about some of those big ones, Jeff, before we get into what you like. But Tennessee, Georgia. Georgia, a big home favorite. Tennessee, so far, they, they knocked off Bama, of course. they I, I was really impressed with what they did against Kentucky last week. They've kind of answered every challenge so far, but this uh, this is their biggest test. What do you think about this game coming up in Athens on Saturday? Well, I think one of the you know one of the reasons that I've I've kind of not not really changed my thought on things this year, but I'm I'm really looking a lot more at, at numbers and games, and, and I'm saying to myself, all right, what what doesn't make sense? What jumps out at me? Um, but then again, I, I look at this game, and I I just feel like to me, I, I don't see eight points difference between these teams. I, I just don't. I mean, I I don't think there's anyone on the planet that gets the eight, eight points difference. So I kind of wonder, and I say, well, you know, there's a reason they put this number where it is. I, I think Tennessee's better than Georgia. I think the only team that would whitewash Tennessee is Ohio State. I, I think Ohio State would. I think I think they're just better than everybody else in America. But uh, this is too many points to me. If you're, you're going to give me over a touchdown, I think the problem you're going to have here is I, I just think this is a bad number. I think sharp. Gamblers know that this is too many points. Uh, the public's going to be on Tennessee here. Um, you know, I, I think this is going to be a bad, bad game for books. I really do. I, I think it's a bad number they put out. Jeff Nadeau joining us, Barstool Sports. You can uh, check him out on uh, Big Man on Betting and uh, the Sit Down Podcast. Got a lot going on with Barstool right now, and he joins us here on Pirate Radio Live. How about Bama and LSU, Chip Kelly? Uh, excuse me, Brian Kelly, uh, year one there in LSU, got off to a rough start and now has his team uh, looking good in the polls. They've got some uh, some marquee wins already this year. Can they hang with the Tide on Saturday night? Uh, I think they could. I think they ultimately won't, though. I, I think this was really, for me, all about 14, right? Because the early number came out, sharp money took it down below 14, and that's where it is now. Look, if I got above 14, I'd probably lean LSU, but at this price... Eileen, Alabama, um, you know, we kind of saw in, in games where LSU plays a team that, that's just maybe on paper better than they are or can match what they have. Um, they have a lot of issues. I mean, let, let's go back to Tennessee. Tennessee crushed them. 
Uh, Florida State was in control of that game for, for pretty much most of it. Um, you know, it just seems like when you can kind of match or just better than them, uh, the athleticism that they have, you know, you're, you're going to be able to do what you want to do. And, and I think Alabama is significantly better than LSU and where they are. Um, you know, I, I don't put Alabama on Tennessee's level, but they're right below it. Um, to me, 13 is too low. Uh, I, I would play Alabama in this one. Jeff, does Clemson's perfect season come to an end in South Bend on Saturday night? No, no. I've said for weeks, Clip, uh, this is a top-four team, and, and I'm glad that, that they're now in there. Um, they control their own destiny. If, if, if they win every game and win the ACC title, uh, they're in the uh, Final Four. That simple. You like them with the three-and-a-half? I, I mean, that's a pretty low number for what, what you consider an elite team. So do you take the Tigers? I don't think I'll get there with this game. I would lean Tigers here, but you know it's funny, Clip. You look at the the, the stuff that I think really matters in this game. So, the, the bet percentage is seventy five percent are taking Clemson, but fifty percent of the money is actually on Notre Dame. So, hmm. you, know, you you see that this game is likely going to be close. It's likely going to come down to a touchdown or less, uh, and Clemson is going to have to really fight to get the job done. Uh, this will be a game I won't be on. I think this is really the only test left on Clemson's schedule. Um, you know, this is a tough one. You know, obviously, I think Notre Dame's kind of in their best spot they've been in all year. Finally, seems like this defense is where it should be. The quarterback yeah. has been better. I think Clemson will find a way, but am I am I wanting to lay anything above three on Clemson? No. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Jeff, uh, any other games you got your eye on for college football this weekend? Yeah, so I um I actually like this this card. I, I haven't really loved it the last couple of weeks, but uh, one that I bet uh, right away uh, was the Michigan Wolverines. Um, one of the plays I made last week clip was on uh, Minnesota. Uh, they were laying uh, a pretty sizable number to Rutgers. Uh, listen, I, I thought Greg Schiano would, would change some things around there, but he, he hasn't. I mean, this, this team is horrible. I mean, they just cannot move the ball. Um, they lost to Minnesota 31 nothing a team that can't move the football. Um, Michigan, I, I don't have think has any issues getting a 40 here. I just don't see a situation where Rutgers gets more than 10 in this game. I, I, I think they're one of the worst offenses in America. Their quarterback situation is absolutely dire. Um, you know, and I think Michigan has kind of a, a little bit of something to, to kind of figure out because they have struggled to Rutgers over the last couple of years. You know, seven-point games over – two last two years for that they crushed them i think this is a game where michigan sends a message plus i gotta tell you i think from a national standpoint after what happened last week i got a feeling michigan's a little pissed off in this game i i think Rutgers is going to take the brunt of it michigan's been good as a favorite for the most part and i think they bury Rutgers in this game uh this would be a game that i have some interest in um also i'm looking again at minnesota um you know, I think this team against poor competition is actually pretty good. They just don't let much up defensively. Uh, and they have a team that can really run the football. Nebraska has struggled really all year at stopping literally anybody. So um, that's one I have my eye on. And, you know, looking at a couple totals, but I haven't narrowed down my card just yet. But um, this is definitely a better card than we've seen the last two weeks. No doubt. Uh, a lot of great games, Jeff. And they do joining us, Jeff. You're not the guest to have on to – talk to degenerates uh, like myself and those listening but 
any anything you can throw out there for some action tonight for people that want Wednesday night action? Central Michigan and Northern Illinois, Western Michigan and Bowling Green, both home teams are favored. Total in the upper 40s in the Bowling Green game. Total in the upper 50s in the Northern Illinois game. I know that you like to – you are certainly quality over quantity, and that is the smart thing to do. But I don't know, anything on these MAC games tonight? Yeah, I think if there's a betting opportunity, I'm going to always play it. You know, it, it really doesn't matter when it is or what kind of game it is. Um, yeah, to be honest, Cliff, I actually like Central Michigan a little bit, plus the six. I think if you can find it, you know, this number kind of stuck out to me. I, I didn't really understand why CMU was this big a dog. Um, Northern Illinois has real issues right now. Um, they've got, a, I believe, a third-string quarterback. Now, maybe the info is, is coming in that maybe they're going to get one of those first two quarterbacks, maybe Rocky Lombardi back, but... Um, the way to beat Central Michigan is by throwing the football. I'm not sure if Northern Illinois is real capable of doing that right now. Uh, and this Northern Illinois defense isn't very good either. Um, so I, I kind of felt like this game was close. Now, again, the line maybe is dictating that maybe they're going to get Rocky Lombardi back in Northern Illinois. So if that's true, then, then I, wouldn't, I wouldn't bet the game. But, you know, if you're going to have Justin Lynch, the third-string quarterback in there, I have some interest in, in TMU here, plus the six. I, I think they can hang in this game if, if, if that happens. Any relation to uh, Jordan Lynch? Didn't they have a quarterback named Jordan Lynch? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm not sure about that. All right. I, I, you know, at this point, it seems like could that be his son? That seems like forever. <laughs> yeah, it um, could be. <laughs> but um, I have to look. I'm, that's a that's a very astute question, Cliff Rock. There you go. I've got a weird sports <laughs> brain, they do. You know that. <laughs> That is his brother, yeah. All right, there you go. The Lynch family rolls on there in northern Illinois. Uh, Jeff Nadeau joining us. Jeff, um, while we got you here, this will be our last conversation before college basketball tips off. So uh, a couple of college basketball questions, and every now and then make sure you're following Jeff Nadeau on Twitter. He'll throw out a uh, kind of a Q&A uh, spontaneously and get a lot of college basketball talk in. But, Jeff, uh, how about the American Houston Man, they're three, four, whatever in the country to start the season. So when you look at the American, it starts and, and maybe stops with the Houston Cougars. But any other teams up there? Tulane, I know um, Ron Hunter uh, and Tulane getting a, a few preseason accolades with what he's been able to do there. Uh, any other teams? Memphis, uh, UCF, I don't know. Who are you looking at in the AAC? Uh, well, look, I'll say this. I think that when you look at Temple – I think Temple has the guard play. I think Temple could really have, you know, I, I'm not going to say that they're Sasser and, and, and those guys, but I think this is a top three backcourt in, in the league. I think Dunn and Battle are terrific. Um, you know, and, and obviously Aaron McKee there as the coach is huge. The problem that Temple has is they don't really have a ton around them. I, I almost wish that I could kind of use these guards and, and take one or two of the other kids from other teams on this group because I think Temple could really be an interesting team. Throw in Tulane as well. I mean, Forbes and Cook are, are terrific. I think the problem with Tulane and Temple is there's just not a ton elsewhere. Um, and I think Wichita, obviously, they're always a team you got to keep an eye on. Look, I like Cincinnati with, with, with David DeJulius. But, yeah, to me, it's, I think the only competition that, that, that Houston's really going to have, and, and I don't, it's not a competition to me. I think Houston is the second-best team in America, if, if you're asking me. Um, I do think Memphis, though, is really interesting. Kendrick Davis is, is is a guy at SMU that I like, obviously. But, you know, Memphis is is that team. The problem they have uh, you know, in getting a guy like Kendrick Davis in is Penny Hardaway still the coach. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's the major issue. I like this team on paper. 
they got plenty of kids back, including Williams and Lomax and, and others. But, you know, you throw in Davis, that's great and all, but this team still is poorly coached. And they don't have much of an identity offensively or defensively for that matter. Um, so could they be a, a, a possibility? Sure. Um, but they're poorly coached. Um they took a step, Jeff, I'll say. I don't know how if it can be rolled over into this year, but, I mean, they had a heavyweight fight round two with Gonzaga in the tournament. And, you know, I don't know if, if that can kind of build something there, but it, he hadn't been to the tournament previously coaching the team, Penny Hardaway, so they did take a step, but we'll see if they could do anything with that, you know? Yeah, we'll see. Um, obviously, it was, a, it was a tale of two seasons, I feel like, for Memphis. Yeah. You know, they, they, they're just so inconsistent. I'll tell you what, Cliff. This conference has some really good coaches, though. Some real young coaches, particularly, obviously, ECU, as you know, Temple with Aaron McKee. I'll tell you another team to keep an eye on is, is Tulsa. Um, you know, Aaron I hiring Eric Kunkel, who was incredible at, at Louisiana Tech. He did a great job. Had some top 10 defenses there. Um, getting uh, Frank Case out of there, I think, was important. And they've got some decent pieces coming back. That's an interesting defensive team. And, you know, obviously I mentioned Wichita State. Um, you know, with, with how they've kind of played under Isaac Brown, it's been kind of impressive what we've seen from them. So this is going to be a real rugged, blue-collar conference. Um, but, but Houston is significantly better than everybody else. It's pretty simple. Houston at the top of the polls, along with North Carolina, Gonzaga. You look at those teams, of course, you got tradition and all that. But returners, I mean, that's really going to be a key here in 2022 college basketball, 23, about, you know, who's bringing guys back because uh, it's kind of, it feels it kind of has an old school feel, Jeff, with some of these guys, some of these teams having returners. That, that seemed like a thing of the past, but that'll be a, a key this year, some continuity this year for these teams. Yeah, I mean, some of this COVID year stuff and, and obviously yeah. some extra time, that, that's obviously paid a, a big dividend for a lot of these schools. And, yeah, I mean, you, you always love these kind of seasons where everything kind of comes together. you got so many big-time teams or big-time players, and you have that this year. You know, look at a team like Gonzaga, you know, with you know, getting a guy like Drew Timmy. And, and, you know, it's funny, Clip, we talked about this on Round Ball with Jay Billis. You know, that's one thing that NIL's really helped with is a lot of these kids who would have left by now to go to the NBA as a second-round pick and – and flounder in the G League, um, they came back. You know, Drew Timmy has come back for a year or two because he has the ability to make money in college. You know, yeah. guys like, you know, even a guy like uh, Marcus um, uh, down at uh, Texas, Marcus Carr, he's a guy that probably would have went overseas to play. Uh, he comes back, though, because he can earn in college. Hunter Dickinson, all these people. Um, this is huge for college basketball. And it, it's really made the competition in the the product a lot better that's a great point jeff nadu joining us check out the round ball podcast with nadu marty mush and uh the players uh has got a great great mix of uh personalities on that show jeff uh anything else uh you got to plug i know you got a, a lot you got well, how about the call the uh basketball tournament barstool's having some good teams in there yeah 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 i'm uh i'll be on that uh the call with uh, the halftime show we'll do some stuff for that november 11th next uh Friday night, looking forward to it uh, at the uh, Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia. We got uh, two big time games, a couple of mid major programs, and all the Barstool people. I I've seen the list of people that will be there from the company. It is star studded. There'll be a lot of cool things going on. So if you obviously can't make it to the arena, it'll be on uh, all our socials and stuff. So I'm sure it'll be uh, well uh, recepted and. It should be fun. Looking forward to it. And uh, Toledo's a part of that, right? I talked to uh, Jeff Charles, voice of the Pirates, and uh, we were just talking about ECU schedule. They are in one of those, you know, 
uh, tournaments coming up uh, later on in November, and Toledo's a part of that. And Jeff said they might be uh, the best non-conference team on ECU schedule this year. So uh, I'll, I'll be looking out for those guys. I think Jeff Charles is that on the money. I actually talked to Todd Kowalczyk, the coach at Toledo, about the basketball tournament a little bit. Yeah, they're really good. Um, they're, they're the team that I have picked in the MAC. Um, they've got a good group coming back, and they were really terrific last season. So, yeah, I think um, when you look at ECU's schedule, I don't I don't disagree at all with that. Um, that's, uh, that's a big-time game for sure. They do. Got me pumped up talking a little basketball today, so we'll uh, incorporate that into our future chats. And uh, no Bud Light pregame tailgate, so we won't be giving you a call this weekend, but we'll reconvene uh, here on the show next week, man. Look forward to a clip. Thank you. Jeff Nadeau joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. We give Nadeau the weekend off. No Bud Light pregame tailgate. No U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. What are we going to do with our time? Uh, there will be some point on Saturday where I will miss it and probably come in the studio if y'all want to just call and talk about how your day's gone. Maybe you want to fire the cashier at your favorite corner store for not doing his job. Or maybe you want to talk about how well uh the how good the food was at a restaurant we'll uh we'll take fifth quarter calls on just daily activities that you do in your normal life all right let's take a break we'll come back get ready to wrap things up here on a wedness day edition of pirate radio live back with you after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was another down day for the stock market. The Dow was down 505 points, closed at 32,147. NASDAQ was down 366 at 10,524, and the S&P slipped 96 points, closed out the day at 3,759. That is a look at your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville, Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Um, I will be tuned in to every ECU basketball game this season. I will be at every game that I don't have a prior engagement. Looking forward to being in section 213 with Chan Man, Clip Jr., and the crew. But uh, you don't even need to watch the season if you don't want to. I want to, so I will be, and I advise you do as well because it's going to be a lot of fun. But I go and I already told you the results. Uh, Pirates will go 12 and 18, according to me, 14 and 16, according to I go. Uh, composite score 13 and 17 now what if Ben Baela and Dabunje and Caleb LeCount Dabunje and all these guys are awesome and what if they win 24 games what I mean what if that happens that possibility is still out there and uh, I'm looking forward to it beginning next tuesday results are in for the purple gold world series as well uh garrett sailor uh i'll just read off some of his picks so he drafted amac first uh he got riley johnson 
and then went pitcher crazy with Beaker, Groves, Jaden Winter, and uh, crew. Uh, Carter Spivey's first picks were JJC, Jacob Jenkins Coward, Jake Hunter, Wyatt Lunsford Shinkman, who uh, we didn't know about a lot last year, but came in and pitched a, an important inning here and there. Zach Root, who uh, Mike Mullis said when he was out there was looking good. So, uh, uh, Root, keep an eye Root, on Root. Keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on Root. Trey is savage. Good to see some familiar names. Your guy, Danny Beal. Danny Beal. So, uh, you know, man, some big-time names out. But Josh Moylan, JJC, Hoove, still a lot of returners. And uh, going to be fun for Pirate Baseball fans to be out there this weekend for the Purple Gold World Series. You can check them out Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then Sunday after the game, they meet the Pirates event. So it'll be a cool weekend out at Clark LeClaire Stadium while there's no football going on at Dowdy Ficklin or otherwise. All right, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, we will see you fine folks at 3 o'clock on Thursday for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll talk Detroit D, touchdown Tony Collins, Kevin Monroe, and a little high school football, D.H. Conley beginning the playoffs on Friday night. We'll talk to Nate Connor on Thursday as well, Shirley. Parker Bird will also be a guest all right i did not see that confirmed troy d said he was working on that so parker bird okay my bad no he he said it was confirmed yeah all right was it confirmed okay i just wanted to double check because i thought it was confirmed awesome all right been uh wanting to get him on the show so that'll be fun coming up thursday at three o'clock as well parker bird awesome uh so a huge show coming your way thursday right here on pirate radio live we will see you thursday bye Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.